Blog Talk Radio. Receive so far, it's been so hard. There's a few 
Monumental program, you know what I'm saying, this evening. Put together a special double header for the family on this Friday night. So with no further ado, let me go to line three four seven three four seven six five zero. Get my co host. Peace. Peace, 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 peace to the family, peace to the family. Welcome to another episode of KTL Radio. This is your co host, Director. Greetings. No doubt. Good. What's doubt. going on with you? Well, you know, back in the building. Again, family, um, we kind of posted this episode late, and my tagging privileges have been blocked by the powers that be over on Facebook. Uh, yeah, but they shut me down, too. Yeah, so yeah, I think Zuckerberg heard that. Um, yeah, they marginalized. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, they heard that song we did mentioning his name or something. I don't know, but they put the kibosh on me too. I can't tag anybody for 14 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, go figure. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we still are asking the family. You know, if you can. Um, Find it within your your powers. You can tweet this show, update your Facebook posts, shoot a text out, Instagram the flyer, you know. However, however you go about making your promotions happen, we ask that you uh, help promote the episode, you know, put the word out. Let them know there's a monumental episode taking place here tonight. All right? And um, without a doubt, you know what I'm saying, without a question, what we can guarantee is that you're going to learn. 
<laughs> She's going to learn today. She's going to learn today. I mean. Let the family know. I mean, the building is going down. Let them know. It's vital information. Definitely some vital information. Um, Yo, can I get my kudos, man? Excuse me? Can I get my kudos? Like, I don't walk around too much, you know, asking for too much. You know, I don't ask for too many kudos inside of this game. You know what I mean? I let everybody else get their accolades. But can I get my kudos? Like, I think it was just on a Blueprint 322 show when I, you know, I blatantly said that they prep at homie for political office, right? You know, prepare for Jay-Z, the politician. Then I was like, you know, um, one of the results or one of the after effects of Blueprint 322, a lot of portals got opened as a result of that lecture. You know, you could you could timestamp the lecture and, and, and then go in to see what happened in hip-hop, how it started changing you know, drastically after that, you had to, you had, you know, there was, there's a rise, there's a rise in conscious hip hop as a result after that lecture. You know what I mean? You got the Beast Coast and you got Kendrick and everybody. Then your boy comes out with the song of a day. I stated in the show this was a few weeks ago that um, you know, one of our pet peeves that we had with him was the fact that um he was uh pushing that lifestyle. You know, he's perpetuating that lifestyle that if you chose to follow it, you know what I mean, you would uh you wind up in a trap, you know, in that trap lifestyle. Sell coke, sell drugs, get money by any means, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of people lost their wig as a result of that. So one of the things that we did say by giving a brother credit, if there's any you know, if there's any credit credit that was due to him, one of the things that we did notice, you know, as uh, you know, um connoisseurs of the music is the fact that he started to mature a little bit and um he started to, uh, you know, touch on a little bit of political issues and things like of that nature in his music, not to mention the fact that he is a poet of our generation. And in 20, 50, 100 years, they will quote Jay-Z like they quote Langston Hughes. I know and there's some elders on the phone that just want to hang up. They just want to hang it up right now. But um, I didn't create that uh, paradigm. You know what I'm saying? That's what's grabbing. You know what I mean? They, they look at Jay-Z as one of the... Uh, He's a, he's a poet who was able to articulate um, an age, an era, in an eloquent way. You know what I mean? If you listen to a lot of his music, some of it is in first person and some of it is in third person, but he's definitely eloquently telling the story of the crack hustler, you know what I mean, the drug dealer, the street hustler who metamorphed into something uh, bigger and better than that, you know what I mean? And um, for many of us who have been in that street life, it was about that life, who were able to metamorph into our own, you know, become entrepreneurs, mini moguls, and, uh, you know, commandeer our own businesses, many of us look up to uh, individuals such as that. We listen to some of the words, some of the rhymes that he says, and we're able to incorporate that, you know, into what we're about. Like, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. You feel what I mean? Things like that. So, he just dropped a song. It's, 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 you know, he's talking about Cuba. Semi, I don't even think it's political. He's shooting at the politicians, saying that they never taught him nothing, and they altered history. And all of a sudden, it's on the front page of newspapers. The White House had a, a press conference talking about the lyrics and all of that stuff. And, you know, there's all of this stuff. But it just goes, you know, it's just, like I said, it's 
is part of what was going on when we were breaking down that blueprint. And it also figures into what you were saying about, you know, Kabbalistically or, um, you know, when you broke the brother's name down and things of that nature. I just want to add that. I don't want to take too much time. Yeah. I mean, then that whole meme, that whole meme also about the impact of Loaded Lux, what we talked about on the show that y'all got to pay a lot of people. That, that's his lie right there. Y'all going to learn today that's, that's Loaded right there. You know what I'm saying? So, once again, his influence on pop culture all the way at the top of the ladder, the top, the capstone of the pyramid, his influence, like I said, that battle right there was a portal opener as well. It broke, you know what I mean? It, it, it created... It created a lane. It created some new things that were that were not present in hip hop before that battle. That was a very, oh, yeah. very important I mean, time. You know the beauty of this platform and the beauty of you know, um, you know, uh, the red and the blue is that sometimes family you get diverging uh, ideas and Brand. sentiments on on particular topics. So if I must, you know, let me add in to say that first of all, that line was borrowed from um, Bob Dylan. I don't know if Loaded Lux pulled it from there, and you know, in the third person, you know, I don't, I don't know how that happened, but that that particular line is attributed to um, a song from Dylan, and you can hear, you know, they made the Dylan reference in the music. Uh, secondly. I don't know what type of political office he's being prepped for if, in fact, he's obliterating all of his chances for any office. No, he's not. Thirdly, thirdly, listening to Dame Dash the night before and then waking up and hearing that song, it made a lot of sense to me that this dude is a systematic, strategic shark. You know what I'm saying? The way that he will he will backbite and dry snitch and put somebody that put him in a position of power and gain just so he can look a particular way or to justify whatever means in which, you know what I'm saying, he took. Because he didn't get to Cuba by himself. So somebody from the White House helped him. Why would you turn around and sit on, on your contacts? For a song, for entertainment purposes, and, you know what I'm saying? Like you will put your homie in, in the firing and in, 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 in the crosshairs like that. This shit ended up on all these Republican websites, and they have inquiries and stuff. That's not for game or folly. So if Obama did tell you don't put him in game, why would you put him in game and then tell the world that? That's dry snitching for the sake of entertainment. So I, I really, I you know, the song is what it is. I don't respect. You know the politics of 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 you know what I'm saying the way that these dudes carry themselves and the false sense or semblance of power. You know what I'm saying that's how you exert yourself on a global scale to say that you got power, power, power. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, in hip hop, it's about braggadocia. Yeah, but at what point? You know, and at what point we're gonna go up from that and move forward to something that's real? And that speaks to you know, the elders like Claude Anderson that have come on the show and have really spoke to the fact that these people that are in a position of power, you know, they don't exercise any real semblance of it. They're playing with people. They're having conversations with 13-year-olds 
It's like we being entertained by that. That wasn't a power move to me. You know what I'm saying? By dry snitching oh, on your folks just to make yourself look I'm, good. And I, I'm like, yeah, you know, it is what it is, but I'm just, it shows what I'm it, doing. I, to me, it, 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 it just shows the, the, the false yielding of a sword, you know what I'm saying, that can be used to chop the head off if you wanted to. Like, if you're going to get into politics and your music, get into politics. Only when, only when it 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 it, it, it begs to, you know what I'm saying? Ah, you know. Yeah. You take it or leave it. Family, you know. And then you, uh, you know, in, in the shadow uh, of that LL incident, <laughs> you gonna learn. There's a lot of stuff going on in hip hop right now. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of interesting things going on. A and lot you can of line interesting things. You could line yeah. them all up, thing is and, this. and you would this say, look, these are the people that have been put in these particular positions of power. They are our politicians because we, in, in many in many ways, we elect them to office as representation. You know what I'm saying? So they yeah. kind of like represent us on this public platform on this stage called life, right? We vote with our dollars. You know what I'm saying? Just like they take public polls to see who's hot and what have you, it's the same thing they're doing when they do them polls on MTV. Who has the clout? Who has the say? Who has the sway? You know what I'm saying? Who yeah, has the heart and mind of the people? So yeah. that's where it, it all comes down to. And it's like, what are our quote-unquote politicians or leaders doing with these platforms and these powers? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. With 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 what LL did was that for LL or was that for the people? Like who is he speaking for? He's speaking for like, a contingency. Is my phone on mute? No, my phone ain't no. on mute because I because I've been talking and uh, I thought you couldn't hear me. But yeah, he's been speaking for a contingency of black folks out there. These post Obama, post racist society. Water cooler for giving ass, ass kissing. You know, ah, you know, the, the 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 Negroes that run around in Stone Mountain and got that Confederate flag flying and three Confederate flags flying on Stone Mountain, all over Stone Mountain, all all over Georgia, all over the South, Confederate flags. You know what I mean? And nobody have ever said anything or done anything. They didn't burn it. They didn't pull it down and cut it down. You know, all of these things, you damn right there's some apologists out there that want to put things behind them. So LL definitely was speaking to a contingency of his people. Rick Cross, you ain't even know it. You ain't even know it. I put Molly in her drink, took her home. She ain't even know it. Woke up the next morning, I enjoyed That's the lyric that he said that they said was a rape lyric. He's speaking for a contingency of a bunch of niggas out there, pardon my Big Latin, you know, but that situation is interesting to me because today Reebok dropped them, right? But Reebok said that they didn't appreciate the lyrics or the lyric about a rape taking place, you know what I mean? And the fact that he didn't uh, apologize for it in a more honorable manner. But then I had to sit back and say, hold on, this is Reebok. This is a worldwide, this is a global billion-dollar, if not trillion-dollar corporation. So you mean to tell me that the lyric about 
putting Molly in her drink. They didn't say that the Molly was wrong. They said just the fact that he said that he took her home and did something with her, unbeknownst to her, was wrong. But pop that coochie and everything else was it. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the songs. We ain't talking about underground rap family. We not talking about strip club music family. We not talking about iPod personal shit. We talking about top 20 rotation on the radio. And the reason why it is top 20 is because somebody at the board, at the label, decided that, yeah, that's going to be the next single. This this culture, this generation is so deteriorated that nobody would say anything if we put every single song that Little Wayne talks about explicitly about, you know, so everything that Little Wayne said, there's nothing wrong with it because it's assumed that it's consensual. He just didn't say that there was a rape that took place. But every other thing that he said was cool. That's what they're saying. All of the drop-offs, all of the weight that was sold, all of the bodies that get caught all over the radio while we riding around, the Gucci man that they playing. You know what I'm saying? Whatever whatever region is that the family is in, there's there's a, there's a rapper of that region who is ignorant as hell, and he's getting heavy rotation. The pop of Molly and I'm sweating and all of that, all of this Molly shit that's all over the radios, that's cool. That's cool. Like, these are what the corporations, uh, uh. the billion-dollar corporations want to back. But the minute that you say that you took her home, unbeknownst to her, oh, no, we're going to have to um, move forward and drop the – let me tell you what happened. What happened is the Caucasian women got involved and started boycotting in front of the Reebok store. So when I walked away from mm-hmm. that situation and when I walked away, the lesson that I was able to garner for that ish, from that situation is when you want – for the family that's out there that is not effective with their protests and their things of that nature, when you want to do something against if there's an artist or a corporation or entity out there, you need to hit them in their pockets. Go to where the endorsements are coming from. Go to where the money is coming from, and that's where you pick it. That's where you raise, you know what I mean? That's where you, you, you go nonstop until they, until they drop that person or, you know, they sever ties and things of that nature. So. No, we still ain't learned, you know. There was an interesting but show. That's, that's, that's a very interesting thing that you pointed out in regards to the fact that the controversy has never surrounded Mali. The controversy is not surrounding an Israeli-manufactured drug, okay? They've never mentioned that and said, yo, this shit has to be taken out of the music. They ain't never talked about that. Never. The, you know what I'm saying? The um, This is cocaine. Teron, like, I got people who's hooked on Molly. Family is destroying them. Know this. This is not, this This is a very highly addictive drug. So, yeah, they, they, they're allowing this thing. I'm talking about the babies is listening to five years. My son listens to stuff like that if if his mom's got the radio on. They, 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 all of this stuff is being pushed on them. Right. Molly looks like a little aspirin or something. Like you could put it, you got the Molly water. You got little babies drinking Molly water, babe. Huh? You got yeah, you got little ones drinking Molly water. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not like trees where you got to smoke it. They they drinking Molly water. Wow. So what I'm saying is that there's a, a level of hypocrisy that we are witnessing taking place. There was an interesting show on Abundance Child last night on the Abundance Network. I believe it's the Air Network. Shout out to Abundance Child. 
Um, it was a two-part. It was a doubleheader, just like this tonight. There was um, a segment with the brother A.A. Rashid. Shout out to A.A., Kabbalah God. He uh, eloquently laid it down, you know what I mean, like he always does, and gave a beautiful dissertation. Before he got on, there was a 15-year-old sister, a poet. She came on. She is part of uh, a, a contingency of uh, youngsters and individuals who are boycotting these lyrics and these MCs and things of that nature, and they're going hard against them. And um, I uh, implore the family to check out a Abundance Child show and listen to what their sister's talking about and the things that, that they're doing. So, you know, I would say now that they've seen Reebok buckle, go in. Because I'm going to keep it 1,000 with y'all. You know, my guilty pleasure is ratchet music. Y'all know this. Anybody that knows me knows what it is. I'm not going to hide behind nothing. But I'm a grown-ass man, and I don't carry myself in the most, well, <laughs> I don't let it influence what? <laughs> I don't let it influence me in negative ways. You know what I'm saying? I'm the hell with help. I don't, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not ratchet. I might have my little rants and I go off the the deep end sometimes, but it's not like I'm running around on Molly, you know what I mean, because Rick Ross said that he pops the Molly. Or I'm not running around moving weight because Rick Ross said that he moves weight. I don't have aspirations, you know, I don't have delusions of granddaughter to be a big willy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm 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 beyond that. You know, and I see the global supremacy power. But A teenager or a young child listening to the radio, because there's a lot of artists out there, they do dark art. It's the same thing that I say sometimes. Some of us is into the darkness. Some of us are into the occult. Some of us are into things that are a little darker than the next person. You know, I don't get mad at you when you watch a rated art picture. You know what I'm saying? I've been around some of the most... Righteous tree huggers watching Hostel One, Two, Three, Saw, and all of these kind of crazy things. You know, that's their that's their form of a uh, of guilty pleasure. You know what I mean? So there's a time and a place for certain artists, but Rick Ross shouldn't be a household name. You you understand what I'm trying to say? Like some of these artists don't necessarily have to be household names that are all over, you know, in, in, in public settings because of the material and the things that they have when we live in an age where children have access to all of the music, uncut, you know, raw, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, unfiltered and whatnot. They could watch the videos. They just had a video on World Star with Gucci, man. It's it like a porno. You dig what I'm saying? It's like a porno. And this is what the children are being able to watch. So there has to be a balance. That's all I'm saying. There has to be a balance. If you listen to Ross, if you listen to Weezy, if you listen to all of these, if you listen to if trap if trap rap is your thing, then let it be a thing. Nobody is saying that you know you're not conscious or you know we can't meditate together because of that fact. You know what I'm saying? But we're talking about our children right now. That's what's really important. We're talking about these little girls. We're talking about these little boys. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like we're talking about them. I know the, the lengths that our parents went through to stop us from listening to Two Live Crew and NWA and things. It didn't really help, you know what I mean? Because we, we, we listened to it anyway. But at least we knew what they wasn't going for. But you got parents now, but they're like, yo, you heard that new Little Wayne, baby? That shit hard, right? Smash it. 
Let's go talk to it. And they talking together. Stop for law. That's not what mama's supposed to do. So, you know, I feel that on radio stations, because they play the same 20 songs everywhere in the United States because all of the radio stations are consolidated at this point. But I feel that, yes, the argument that should begin should be against, you know, anything dealing with selling drugs because we have a crisis on our hands with the penitentiary system and the uh, and, and the rate of incarceration that has surpassed the 2 million mark. So there should be nothing on the radio promoting that. There should be nothing on the radio promoting any kind of drug usage because there's an epidemic in America for drug usage. There shouldn't be anything on the radio promoting the uh, the violence against one another because, once again, there's an epidemic of violence amongst the youth especially, uh, melanated, Moorish, urban, whatever you, aboriginal, indigenous, Latino, black, whatever title or misnomer that I can use or colorable term that you can identify with, there is an epidemic right now in major cities, also in the backwoods. These children are killing each other. So we don't want to influence them on the radio with songs that will help program them and make them feel like, well, shit, it's on prime time. I guess it's cool. Yeah. I guess that's what they want us to do. Man, it's at 8 in the morning. You know, it's 8 in the morning. <laughs> I think I might Look, pop a molly and sweat. Yeah. You know, with, with, I want to segue from what you said, you know what I'm saying, about our vested interest being in, you know, the babies in the future, you know what I'm saying? And our contemporaries, people that are in our age generation, our group above and below us, you know what I'm saying? The human family point blank period. But in particular, you know, our sisters are they they they, they are being butchered in these hospitals. You know what I'm saying? Unceremoniously when they are um coming down with uh you know cysts, fibroids and things of that particular nature. They're getting their yeah. wounds removed, family. You know what I'm saying? Can I share something with you real it, quick? It, it, very I quick was in King County have, uh, Hospital today. Yeah, I was in the hospital today. Um my toe you know, it's official family. I uh I no longer have a toe. No, I still have a toe, but they removed my toenail. So, you know, please no no advice to your pool party this year. I might have to opt out. Or if I do come, just have a pair of flippers ready for me. Because <laughs> I'm definitely walking around with flippers this summer. But um, I was in Kings County Hospital, and they brought me in the back where they had, you know, um, I mean, it was just super ratchet. Like, you know, I, I was able to see. Huh? You said you went to Kings County? Yeah, I went to the chop shop. They just, you know, just to, just to. You had to Kings at, County uh, on or something? You just trying to set up a photo <laughs> shoot or something? Nah, it was the closest one to where I was at. So I had to just go up in there and um, let, them, let them. They didn't do anything. They just removed uh, the uh, toenail or whatnot. But I was able to witness some of the operations behind the scenes that are going on, you know, these are they got these little young children, man. They're not even twenty years old and they're like trying to coach them 
you know, about medicine and science and things of that nature, like on actual people. You know, like the the end the the what do they call that? In house doctors or, I mean, they they're like college students. Yeah, of course. They had yeah. These, they, yeah, they've had they, they, they had they, these people uh, carrying people's lives in their hands. Yeah. Why do you think King County is what it is? They they got they got the students downstate medical and all of these places. You know what I'm saying? They get the yeah. students that are going to these schools to come in there and work on people that are uninsured. There you that's go. The you know what I'm saying? Yep, there you go. That That's definitely what was going on. I mean, so at the end of the day, you know, it's not like I'm going to go to, like, uh, Beth Israel or nothing. Let me go to where? Let me go to the, to the, to the I'm the red pill. Like, let me go into the underworld. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm, I'm built. I'm good for that. Must and, not love your Excuse me? <laughs> I said you must not love your toting. But yeah. Well, because I knew that it was just gonna be a small procedure, it was simple. It was the removing of a few um sutras, stitches, a clipping of the knife. I w I didn't take any of their medicine. You know what I mean? I didn't do anything of that nature. I just let them clip some stuff off and remove the uh the toenail. And they wanted me to go see a podiatrist just for a few checkups, but it wasn't even necessary at that point. You know what I mean? So if I if I was to go if there were to be any kind of operation or something serious occurring, oh no, please believe I would never do that to myself. But unfortunately, because Flatbush, the area, Flatbush, Brooklyn, the area where Kings County is located, there's a humongous immigrant or, you know, West Indian, Caribbean, and now there's an Indian population, also an African population. Many of these people are uninsured. And many of these people have no idea of the history of these hospitals that they have, that they're um, going to. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't know the reputations behind these quote unquote. They call King County the Chop Shop family, and I'm sure that for the family that's on the phone that's listening, and y'all live in urban cities and whatnot, you have your own Chop Shop. You have your own, you know, uh, meat market where people go in to get simple operations and don't come out the same. You know. The, the the botchery rate is like uh, immense, so right. You know, I'm but with that very being said, interested in the show tonight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We definitely, uh, you know, need to get tonight's episode underway because our guest has some vital information. You know, so why are we, you know, and how does this show? How does both of our guests connect? Queen of Fool is going to talk about, you know, these stones, these rocks that are forming inside of, you know, the wombs, the bodies of our sisters. You know what I'm saying? And Ross Ben is going to come and talk about, you know, these rocks that are um, pretty much encoded with our ancestral celestial beginnings. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It still comes back to uh, that particular connection. And I'm sure that, uh, you know, there probably would be some more things that uh, connect both of these wonderful people. But let me read the description so we can get directly into it. All right, let's do it. Join KTL Radio tonight for another powerful doubleheader. We are delighted to welcome back International Master Healer Queen of Fluid to the program. In the midst of her Save Our Sisters' Wombs campaign, she will be touching on the topic, Her Issues, 
is blood. Learn with fibroid issues are the healing treatment the queen offers for fibroids and infertility. She will also be providing info for schedules and appointments to receive a holistic health reading. Queen of Food was also a medical impasse. Tune in tonight for this vital info. The second part of our doubleheader will feature Brother Ross Ben, author of Rocks of Ages. The brother is returning to the program to expound upon our ancestral celestial lineage written in stone in anticipation of an upcoming lecture that will take place in Brooklyn, New York this Sunday. Family, tune in. Class is in session. Get your pads and your pens ready with no further ado. Let me go to the first guest for tonight. I believe this is the caller calling in from 718-218-221. Greetings. Greetings to the pills. Greetings to the pills, red and blue. To my heart, I love you all. This is Alicia, of course, and I am hey. here with my spiritual mentor, Queen of Four. Very, very excited that she is launching her SOS Wounds campaign, which is Save Our Sisters Wounds. And she is so graced to be able to be on with you all. Um, Queen has had 43 years of experience in saving our sister's wounds. That is her campaign for this year. She will be going throughout 40 cities throughout the United States and Canada, teaching women wholeness and wellness in their wounds, helping them to recover from post-abortion stress disorder um, that many of our sisters have had for 10, 20, 30 years where they just got up off of a table and kept walking. We're going to help sisters to be fully whole and complete from fibroid tumors. As many of you all know, I had fibroid tumors for 17 years. And after finding natural cures and natural healing, um, I was able to heal my body from fibroid tumors, and I lost 40 pounds worth of fibroid tumors. So I'm very excited about the opportunity to present Queen today. I am now the Director of Operations for Queen of Fools. Global Wellness Institute, and I am so very, very excited about this opportunity. Her topic today is her issue is blood. And we remember in the mythical story in the Bible about the woman with the issue of blood, she bled for 12 years. People realize now that what one of the things she had was a tumor or a cyst. So Queen is going to be able to break some very simple things down that a lot of us don't know what fibroid tumors are, where they come from, how do we get them, um, and what a natural treatment is to eradicate your body of them. So we are very, very excited about the opportunity to be able to share her with you all. Without further ado, here is Queen Afua. Give thanks and praise. Thank you so much, Red and Blue Pill, for having me. And thank you, Sister Alicia, for being wonderful and setting this up. And for believing in this work, enough us to join forces to heal our families through the woman. And, you know, because this is a family, I look at healing as a family unit. And though I'm focusing on the women, there is a a reason why the women, there's many reasons why we have to heal, but there's one reason that stands out so strong for me is a prayer for the women that our ancestors gave to us giving us our position, our role in the family, in the community, and within ourselves. Who are we? What do we do? I am the woman who lightens the darkness. I have come to lighten the darkness. It is lightened. I am there for those who weep, who broke down. I am a woman. 
I am a healer. But in order to actually activate that principle of healing others, we have to heal ourselves. So women being the caretaker, the primary caretaker of the family, she's wounded, she's hurting, she's bleeding. And when we speak of the bleeding for the 12 years, that's really what women are going through because every month that women are bleeding, five, six, seven days, two weeks, sometimes for months on end, the women are hemorrhaging. And so they're depleting. Every, they're not just bleeding, they're depleted. And because the topic is fibroid tumors, there is a connection between one's menstrual flow and the amount of, one, uh, the amount of time that one flows that has a direct correlation to the fibroid tumor. First of all, to demystify a fibroid tumor, it is a crystallized, a crystallized form of mucus that is trapped in the uterus. And this crystallized waste mucus is created through body, physical state of the body, the state of the mind, and the state of the heart. Disease first starts not just on a physical level. It first starts, all disease starts on a mental and emotional level, and if not addressed, then it moves into the physical body over years. So by the time a woman has a fibroid tumor, her emotional body has already been damaged and wounded. Her mental body, her relationship body, all the hit-and-run lovers, all the ones that promised, all the toxic foods and the toxic thoughts and being angry at our parents and harboring and holding on to the emotional baggage, it will find itself many times enlarged in the womb over years. So after the issue of blood hemorrhaging every month for years, you will find that a woman, once she has a menstrual flow, settles in at six or seven days, she has a tumor. If it's five or six days or four to six days, she usually has a cyst once she's hitched. Well, in, it, you know, it, I would say years ago, I would see women um, having tumors more like when they're 30 years old, 32 years old. But now it's women are having fibroid tumors at 25 and 20, and that's a part of the fast food generation. So I'm going to just take it back for a minute because how are we going to heal from this? How are we going to heal from these fibroid tumors and all the other related womb issues? And I'm going to call, all, I'm just looking at the book, Take It Woman, that I've written, A Guide to Healing the Feminine Body, Mind, and Spirit. When by the time a woman has a womb, she has also a number of other womb issues. I'm going to call out those womb issues because that is part of the journey. And if a woman doesn't know that that is part of her journey, but passed down through her mother's mother and grandmother and auntie, then she will be in the dark until it happens to her. And then there will be no one there to speak to her and say, this is what you do to overcome. So then what does she do? She does what, she, what every other woman does. She has a hysterectomy. Or she'll have a mimectomy, a partial removal. Um, so rather than having to make that the only option, the only choice, the goal is to heal thyself. But I'm going to call out the womb issues that are all connected to the fibroid. And out of these, a woman who's listening, she will say, wow, I have these three or four of those things going on from my past, 
or it's happening now, or she may be actually getting ready to walk into those issues. And I want our men to hold the hand of their mate now or hold her heart, even if she's not physically there. Just hold her in your heart because whatever she is going through, you are going through the same thing. The difference is she'll outlive having her ovary moved in uh, some years and then another one removed and then later on the fallopian to the whole and a complete hysterectomy. She'll outlive her breast being removed. But our men living the same lifestyle, carrying the same emotional baggage, um, unresolved issues that are still trapped in his prostate, he's reflecting her. So he will leave out earlier. He'll make his transition from his body. Pretty much our men are living in their 50s and 60s. She'll live in her 60s, 70s, and 80s with her body mutilated. But I'm saying that we don't have to go that route, but we have to collectively hold each other up and make the shift and not look at it. This is her bleeding. This is your bleeding. This is her hem. This is not her hemorrhaging. This is your hemorrhaging. This is not just her tumor. This is your tumor. Whatever she's going through as a woman, you're going through that as a man, and you are becoming more and more depleted. And so many times men are depleted. You think it's just your, her world, but it's not. And so we have to work together. And that's why many times a man will go look for another woman, another woman, trying to get a life force. He goes to another woman, she don't have any more life either because she's got a tumor growing. Or she's got her own stresses and unresolved issues. So there's nowhere to run and there's nowhere to hide. You have to go within, work with yourself, women, work with yourself, man, heal thyself, work with one another. So I'm going to call these issues out. If a woman, the first thing if a woman is having a menstrual flow of five, six days or more, she's already in a state of trauma. And then she has the next, menstrual aches and pains, menstrual cramps, heavy menstrual bleeding and or clotting, PMS and mood swings, vaginal itching or burning. This is number six. I'm going to go to 34 of them. Chronic vaginal odor, chronic vaginal discharge and vaginitis, vaginal sores and burning, medically diagnosed vaginal cysts, Candida, painful intercourse because her, co- her womb is prolapsing. Inability to experience orgasm because her womb is numbed out from all the pain from the past. Frigidity, sexually transmitted disease, sexual abuse, toxic partners, infertility, toxemia during pregnancy, difficult childbirth, miscarriage, abortions, hot flashes, vaginal dryness, medically diagnosed hormonal imbalances, night sweats. Poor pelvic inflammatory disease, black fallopian tubes, medically diagnosed fibroid tumors, endometriosis, hysterectomies, genital prolapse, uterine cancer, hit-and-run lovers, unresolved issues. And that is what women carry around with them while we look lovely on the outside. We're suffering on the inside. And so with our beauty, we attract a mate into our lives but what we have to focus on is who we are attracting is ourself. So he also looks wonderful, and he looks powerful. But what is he carrying inside of himself? So it is time to go within, and it's time to heal. Fibroid tumors are, are, is like a common cold to black women. It is becoming the norm, and it's actually the mucus trip, and this will make it really easy for you to see it. If mucus is in your head, you have a brain tumor or chronic headaches. If mucus is in your sinus, you have sinus congestion if muc- or loss of hearing. If mucus is in your throat, you have a goiter. 
If mucus is in your lungs, you have bronchitis or asthma, allergies, hay fever. If mucus is in your womb, you have a fibroid tumor. As above, so below. As below, so above. Even if one gets a hysterectomy, if you have not changed your lifestyle, you're living a toxic, fast food process, filled dairy, flesh diet with a lot of stress surrounding that, and ill feelings and harboring, then it will just come back again to another areas of the body, another area of the body, and it will go right into the breast. So it's not that we we cut our organs and that resolves it. It doesn't resolve it. And even when you go to your physician. And the physician will tell you, okay, you can get it, you can remove the, the tumor, so we can get rid of the tumor, and we can cut it out or laser it out. But a year, two or three years later, it's growing back. Why? Because of lifestyle. So then where is this mucus coming from on a physical level? It is coming from what we are consuming. My specialty is we are what we eat, but we're also what we think and what we feel and who we relate to and who comes into our bodies and who bodies we go into. It's all reflective. And so I will just call out a number of foods on the physical level and in your own home where you're listening, I want you to count how many of those that you're consuming, and that is where your tumor is growing from. So I'll just make the roll call. Beef, pork, goat, lamb, chicken, fish, milk, cheese, ice cream, eggs, butter, pasta, white pasta, white bread, white biscuits, white pancakes, microwave food, fast food, junk food, processed food, supersized food or non-food, because real food comes out of the garden, from the trees, out of the ocean, in the form of plants. Everything outside of that is like wrap, lap, like the, uh, in the lab. So it's not real food, so the body is actually numbed out and is sleeping, and so it festers some, something as what we call a tumor, a fibroid tumor. And so with that, knowing that, how many uh, foods or non-foods or substances like substance abuses are you taking into the body? And, do, and the average person or woman will tell me five, and some will say nine. That's what I've been just doing like a survey, five to nine of all the things that I've said. So I said take the names off and just any one of those things or two of those things will cause that tumor if you're eating it over the years. And this food is not just what you're doing. This disease is passed down through generations but you're not trapped to what's in your DNA. Because it's in your DNA, you can still shift it through lifestyle. Because what your mother ate and what your grandmother ate, you'll sometimes say, well, my grandmother lived a long life. Well, she lived probably a different life. Maybe she was closer to the earth. Maybe she did some farming. The food was more organic back then. Now they're spraying everything. It says everything is mass-produced. So her life was a bit different, and she worked harder physically. We're working in front of computers all the time. So we have a different life, and so we have to make a big shift in order to take ourselves out of that. Now, the symptoms of a five-way right, tumor I, that is growing, do it, you can tell me when you stop. <laughs> no, 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 I don't want you to stop. I just want to interject because you made a very vital point, and people often use that as a defense, and they don't understand that there's something called an epigenome, and an epigenome is a marker on the gene that says that whatever your great-great-great-parents did is going to affect you generations down. Mm-hmm. So your your great-grandmother from generations past 
has some strong epigenomes because her great-great-grandparents came from original stock. They came from a mineral-rich soil. They came from a lifestyle that was totally different. Even if they were on plantations, you know what I'm saying, they still had a connection to their people and their parents and great-great-parents that came from somewhere where there was an original root. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, the sisters today are now descending from the generations that first were introduced to smoking, the first were introduced to fast food, the first were introduced to a lot of synthetic things. And like you said, you know, the spraying and all other hosts of things. So there is really no comparison, even though people see it as such, they're not weighing it evenly, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to add that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and even further than that, because there is refuge, that's the whole piece. So I just want to say the symptoms so that they'll be aware that it's, it's either happening now or, and they can shift it at any point. And, yes, because it is passed on to the bloodline, if you lift, if you still, if you continue to do some of the things that the family's been doing that is not healthy, then it is set up. But if you shift that, if you start to change and take, begin to take more whole foods and begin to actually go back to your beginnings, because we are actually recycling. Everything's being recycled. Whatever happened as a child, a little boy, a little girl, and I go back and when someone's in pain um, and, I, and it's, it's a lot of issues going on, I'll say, when did it begin? When can you recall back? And it's usually around seven years old because they become conscious that that's when their pain started. And from that point, if it's not healed up, if it's not talked through, if someone does not help that little child, that little boy, that little girl, what happens is they carry that as a carrier, and they carry that into their teenage life, and they begin to attract the same type of tones and relationships and abuses, um, overt or subtle, um, because, you, you know, families are stressed. And then they grow, and that doesn't stop, so they, then that magnifies, and then they become young adults, and it magnifies because it's, it's, still, it, it's not healed up. And then we grow, we mature in a, a dis, um, or in an altered way, and we mature in a really toxic way. And so that's the end result of all of these tumors also. But as a, as, so in that, we have to look out. It's heavy menstrual bleeding, blood clots. Um, long periods, um, painkillers, bedridden painkillers, because we are such stressed out. So that, those are symptoms that are telling you that you have a tumor. Now, when you begin to take the healing, and that's what this is about, when you begin to take the healing journey and you focus in for 21 days, for a season, at least that much time, that's going to change your entire life, your mental state. You're going to start to shift your thinking for what you think you birth, you create. You're going to change and shift out of your, in your heart for what you feel you birth, you create. So those relationships, the bodies, like we're still carrying the bodies in our bodies, the women. Where I say he's in your, Michael is in your right ovary, Kwame's in your left ovary. Mm. And, and Big Mike is in your your, wow. your fallopian tube. Wow. We gotta let all that stuff go because otherwise you could be in a new relationship and you still actually in the old. You were still with Kwame, but but you think you were richer and you're not. So it's like we gotta go through a detox of the relationships that are in our hearts, and we gotta go back to our fathers. 
and say, I forgive you, I love you, we have, we have to talk to them. If they're not there, we have to write a letter and take it to the ocean. But we have to process this, so we have to cry it out. So I send the women to the tub, to the bath, soak it. Start to Hold on one second, Queen. This is overdue. Mm-hmm.
They, how can I help this birth, this long birth, the woman is in pain? They had to know what to do spiritually so they connected. It was, what is that called? African natural lifestyle. It is us being in tune right now that we are, when we take on African natural lifestyle, we are reclaiming ourselves and we're saying that we have enough knowledge to re- begin to restore ourselves and not have to have our uteruses removed. Yeah. When you re- remove uterus, the womb of the women, of the black woman, what are you saying to a people? Mm-hmm. It's the end. Genocide by womb. Do you understand it is mm-hmm. the end? And so this is the SOS yeah. outreach that our men and our women, our sisters, our mothers, and our daughters, because if the mothers don't have this information, right. their daughters are going to have hysterectomies at, right. as teenagers. With the fast food generation, the supersizing of the food, and all the marketing of the fast food is actually targeted to us. I mean, one time it was a beautiful commercial. I can believe it. I thought it was going to be a black movie, you know, before movie, the, the black love. And he was, he was crooning, and she was just in her natural state, in there, a tree, and she was enjoying it and, and kind of dancing to his music. And the next thing I hear is, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> I almost lost my mind. I said, we've been hoodwinked and bamboozled. Once again, and then you get another one saying, oh, um, the best food, grandma, this is like grandmother's cooking. The, grandma, this is your cooking? Oh, honey, da-da-da-da-da. Oh, here we go again. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, it's not doing, it's not focusing on, on one yeah. fast food. Yeah. It's just all fast yeah. food is giving us a fast death, and the womb is reflecting the fast death. Because when a woman has a womb issue, it's not just her womb that's suffering. It is her emotional state she's suffering. It is all the hurt in her heart, the unresolved relationships that she's suffering from. It is the toxic living that she's suffering from. It's the lack of knowledge that she's suffering. It is also the fear. I remember it was like it was on a Monday and a Tuesday. Monday I got a call from a sister who was crying on the phone, from her cell phone. She said, I just seeing my physician. She was not she didn't even get to a car. If you have somebody's calling you as she closes the door to the doctor because they're talking about a hysterectomy, that's what her, that was her choice. That or just suffer. Um, with her heavy bleeding and clotting and the tumor. And so she before she gets to the car, she is calling me up, crying. You know that's hysterical. You got the picture? She didn't wait till she got home and got relaxed and had some dinner and then called me later on. This is close the door from the hospital, her eyes are filled with water, I don't want a hysterectomy, I'm scared to death. So I make I'm gonna make it simple. It's time to make a shift. Call on our, our most ancient ones, from our grandmothers on the porch that found the way to the ones um, from the very beginning, from the Nile Valley, to the ones, because they're all a continuation of you. We are still those healers. We are still them, but we just need to connect to what the garden. Everything you need to heal yourself is simply said it is in the garden. Our bodies are made up of five elements. Well, four primary elements, and then there's one element that uh, weaves itself like a tapestry through all the elements, and that's our consciousness. From the shift of our minds, we can actually 
transport the messages down to our systems of what needs to heal. So tonight I want the women to claim womb wellness through their mind. Allow, it's like it's the transformation of your mind that creates our reality. Take your mind with your breath and with your life force and place your hand over your womb center. And I want you to say that the power to heal my womb is within me right now. This is a revolutionary conversation. We are no longer going to give our wombs over to science, only natural science. We're going to give our wombs over to nature to restore and to build us up again. This is not a war between the allopathic and the holistic. This is actually an empowerment time so that women can know that they can heal themselves. So the, the elements. First, you get your mind right and you say, the power to heal my womb and my life Mm -hmm. is within me because your womb is the center of your body. But your life is surrounding your womb. So the womb tells a story about what's in your mind, what's in your heart, what's in your relationship. So as you heal your womb, your circulation will improve and there will be no more numbing at a pre-stroke level. You will start healing your womb, and you'll find that your mind, your energy level is coming back. You don't wake up tired and go to sleep tired. Most women who are bleeding, hemorrhaging six, seven days or more, they're anemic. So they wake up sleepy, exhausted after eight hours of sleep, and then they go to sleep tired. They go through their day tired. How much greatness can you produce in a tired body? A broke-down, tired, worn-out body. And the women are getting tired younger and younger. So as you start to heal, your energy, your vitality starts to come back. And that means that your blood, back to the blood, the quality of your blood is what the condition of your life. When you heal your blood, you heal your life. So if you're losing your blood and then your blood that you do have is toxic, filled with hamburgers and french fries and junk food and pastas and crazy and anger and all of that going on, then the blood is very weak. So inside of that, you have low blood count. Your body is devitalized. And if you do happen to conceive, you may not make it all the way through. That's another thing. Women are in the – if you have a fibroid tumor, the tumor grows as – once you conceive – The fibroid tumor is actually feeding off of your body and taking from the baby. So the baby's already deficient because the fibroid tumor is fighting for its life, and it wants to live. And if you're eating the the things that I have just mentioned, then that means that that tumor is growing in rapid speed. And so by the fourth or fifth month, the tumor aborts the baby, and the tumor usually wins. So we have to detox the uterus in order for the tumor not to thrive and for it to die out and pass away. Now, when a woman begins to get into her elements, I'm going to give you a few basic things in the elements. It's a lot more, but I'm going to give you a little something. You have the mind, get your mind made up, top time to heal is right now, You the power's in you. Then the air, begin to take at least 50% up to 75% live foods. Have two salads a day. Have fresh fruits every day. The vegetables are the builders. It will build and repair your womb. The fresh fruit juices are your detoxifiers. Your womb is toxic and your womb is um, depleted. The womb needs nourishment and the womb needs cleansing, but through the whole body cleansing. So take in more whole foods. Have, the next thing is the fire. Start to take the fruit, the berries, the blueberries, the strawberries, the raspberries, the cranberries. I have a, what's called a womb fruit julep. 
and you can, you can blend all that together with some unsweetened cranberry juice and a little bit of apple juice, or, and that will help to pull and suck the congestion out of the arteries, and it will help to soften and break down the congestion in the uterus, as, as well building up your blood count. Then with, that's just a little something. Then you have sort of fire. Also take a ginger bath unless you have high blood pressure. Cup, juice yourself fresh ginger from the ginger root. Put one to two cups of ginger in the tub to get the circulation back up, and the room will wake up. The room wants to wake up. It's been sleeping. Massage your room in a circular motion while you're in the tub. Put two pounds, one pound of Epsom salt, unless you have high blood pressure. If you have high blood pressure, don't put the salt in. Put the organic cider vinegar one cup. Soak in the tub for 30 minutes. Turn off the lights. Light a candle. If you're not into candles, light your heart up. But put some light in your life. What's going to come out of that bath after 30 minutes is a revelation. It's going to come out of clarity. You're going to say, wait a minute. I can't hear myself. You might cry. You might weep. You might even connect to why you got that tumor in the first place. What was the relationship? What somebody said. So I'm saying to everyone tonight, there's a, there's a little piece inside of um, the book, Overcoming, that I've written, Overcoming an Angry Vagina, Journey of Wellness. It says, I forgive you. Maybe next time I'll come, I'll read it. It's too long to read it now. But it says, I forgive you. Will you forgive me? We can all start there. So, you know, we can say, well, it's because this is not a blame piece. He did this to me, and he abused me, and he hurt me, and that's why I'm eating everything, and I'm confused, and I want these cookies, it's really him, and I want the sweetness in my life, and I want, you know, all of that pain. And he's saying, I'm, I'm angry women, and they don't, I do, you know, the angry black woman syndrome kind of talk, all of that, that's us. So that's you. If, you. if you have an angry black woman, then you're an angry black man, <laughs> and you need some healing too. So it's not just this is her issue. It is the issues in all of us, and we just, we are vibrating. Wherever you are in consciousness is the food that you're vibrating to. Wherever you are in consciousness are the people, the mates that you attract into your sphere. How high you raise your frequency is the level of the mate that's going to come into your atmosphere. So the goal is to raise your, I, I know all foods are in a pyramid structure, the Merkut structure. The higher up the food chain, the higher up your consciousness change, the higher up the relationship. So then what does that do? It stops all blame. You don't blame nobody for nothing because it's all your stuff, which means you got the power. It's no guilt either. It's just say, wait a minute, oh, you mean I created that? Oh, I can create something better. And if I create that greatness, I can create greatness again. If I created that madness, then I need to heal myself so that I can create and attract a relationship that will make my womb sing, that will make my womb smile, that will allow my womb to release pain, that will release the hurt and the fear and the doubt that we call also a tumor from a metaphysical, spiritual level. A tumor is not ever just a physical entity. It is a spiritual, emotional relationship experience. Yeah. It is a community condition. If, all, if so many black women are suffering from tumors, the whole community is in a state yeah. of suffering. So we all must come into alignment and begin to forgive, to love, to cleanse, to raise our frequency up. And so I'm just going to jump back now into the water element. I went to the ether, air, fire, water. Water, that's the bath, three baths. A bath for the body, a bath for the mind, a bath for the spirit. Releasing, letting go. The big thing about a tumor is like a baby. If a woman is toxic, she when she conceives and she carries the baby to, to birthing, she's going to go into 35 hours of labor. 
If a woman is, has gone prepared her uterus and her, is cleaned out and is charged up and, and, and nurtured, then she might go into labor for four to eight hours. It won't, because, see, once you go for them 25, 30 hours and the baby goes into trauma and the baby can't breathe and they have to then go through giving you a cesarean section. So then now you have further trauma because when you're separated from the baby and the breastfeeding, it's a whole thing. So we want to really raise our, our ante up of our womb wellness. And then we go into, and then, of course, within the water you're drinking. So our bodies are made of 75% liquid and 25% mass. But it's the quality of the liquids that you put in that's going to actually create the body. You cannot have a beer, and tonight people are having alcohol and then having sex. Well, if you're going to have, have cranberries, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, and make love. Do not have sex because it's going to make you crazy. That's going to make you stressed. And when you come out, you're going to say, what in the world did I just do? Does he love me? Is he going to come back? Is he going to call me? It's a mess. So we've got to raise our frequency. This is Head Haru. This is the night we want you to come right. So he's going to take a bath right after you take your bath. <laughs> and he's going to have some green juice, and he's going to have some cranberries, just like you. You're going to have a salad together. And if you make love, it will be divine, and you will birth a new world, mm-hmm. a new consciousness, and her womb will not be traumatized, and your gel will not be traumatized, because if you're cleansed as a man and you go into a toxic woman, Ooh. you're just going to get just as sick as she. You will come out of there with all kind of lesions on your, your gel. So we've got a lot of work to do, but we're happy to do it. We know I'm going to go right along with the earth element. Again, that's a problem. No, I was wrong. It's a problem. I know it was coming. I just wanted you to be prepared. Every time I go out there in the middle, <laughs> in the middle of the ocean. No, it's excellent, Queen. It's excellent. Okay. Now I'm going to go on into the ghost rod. <laughs> well, this is the earth element. You know, I would say take a meditation and take yourself to nature. And I'm just so excited because this is day e. Tomorrow will be, well, today is 10. I've been on my bike. Mm-hmm. I've been riding six to seven miles every day. Uh, round Prosser Park, you know, to their back, doing my womb yoga dance, doing my jumping jacks, doing some push-ups. Of course, you know, the lifestyle, the vegetarian lifestyle, producing all of that. But I'm on this quest, and I'm, I've got, a, uh, it's a 21-day vigil. And uh, Alicia said, I'm game. You know, we're all game in the house. Okay. And uh, um, and my sister, who's here from Atlanta, Akaya, she's been with me on this 10-day piece. So I'm like, like I have I do this meditation with the women, primarily because they come, <laughs> and they go to the men, and they teach them what they learn through living, through their example. So in that, I always say, go to the garden. I know you're in pain. But there's a place that you can go to that you'll heal yourself. Mm-hmm. So then check your check your food all day long. Is it from the garden? Yes mm-hmm. or no? If it's not from the garden, forget about it. Mm-hmm. So that means if it's you, you know, and the garden is in the garden is all the elements. Yes. It, yes. it just just go right now with me into the garden. And you know, as a people, we were garden people. Yes, we were. It was yes. about the farming. Mm-hmm. It was about staying close to the land. It was about eating in the prop, eating the foods in the right season. It was about using those herbs and use and taking them into your body. And so that's what we were. Our body temples was made up. That's what our DNA was made up of. And so that's how we were able to create such masterful works. And we haven't been back there since. It was time to cut. It's time for a rebirth. But in that garden, there is grass. And in this garden, underneath the, underneath the grass, there's a soil, and this rich soil with all the minerals that the body needs. And that soil will, like a magnet, pull, that's what clay does, 
One of my forms is the rejuvenation clay. Mm-hmm. Clay pulls, whether it be the red clay, the, the white clay, the green clay, the black clay. Clay is a magnet. It will pull the pain out. Those who are um, in the islands now, or if you, even in Brooklyn, when the weather gets warm in May, you go into the ocean. You go by the ocean and you use that clay. But, okay, so you have the grass. That's the chlorophyll. From the sun, the sun goes out into the plants and gives us, through photosynthesis, it gives us the chlorophyll. It is the chlorophyll that's going to restore the body back into wholeness. So we have to take at least 50% of chlorophyll into our lifestyle. Green juices, the herbal green teas, the... um, the large salads, the steamed veggies, how do I heal myself? It's the green. We're on the green trip. Well, the two salads and the two green, and the vegetable juice, you can have your a broccoli. If you have a cancer wound or a family history of cancer, you want to work with the broccoli juice. You want to add, say you have a half a cup of broccoli juice. You can have a half a cup of chard or um, kale juice. You can have a celery if your skin is breaking out. You can also add there half of a turnip if your if your bones are depleted or your hair is falling out because it's all connected to what's going on in the in the uterus. It's depletion. Okay, okay. So in that you have the uh, so air, fire, water, earth is in the. Uh, I'll take you to that meditation for because it's like I, I'm on a time constraint here, but it's all good. I'm going to take you right on into the formula that I have developed based on the elements. I've developed it based on the elements, based on healing the entire anatomy. The uterus is a part of the anatomy, just like we're part of a community of people. And then all of us working together, the more we work together, the greater we're going to be as a people. The more your body system, you can't unify anybody if your lungs are going that away, your mind is going that away, your womb is going that away, your circulatory system is going in another direction. The body is breaking down and shutting down. The universe goes clockwise. The body has to go in the direction of the universe. What we're doing is we're going counterclockwise. So I do an energy reading, and most of are going counterclockwise. And that's air, fire, water, earth. But in the only way you're going to heal the womb, the mind, the heart, is you go clockwise. So the formulas that I have is a 21-day detox kit that helps to support the shift. That's what it is. It's 2013. It is truly the shift time, and this is springtime, and this is truly the shift time coming out of a dead state into an alive state. So we have 12 formulas that I send out, and those 12 formulas is a part of a 21-day detox to get you into alignment. You receive three green light nutritional formulas to help you to restore, rebuild, recharge, recover the womb, the circulatory system, to clear out the plaque in the arteries. That's so connected to the fallopian tube. Most women cannot conceive because the fallopian tubes are impacted with congestion. And then the tubes that are cut, the arteries that are connected to the ovaries are, con- are filled with congestion. Where's that congestion? The polyunsaturated fats. The trans fats. You can go out to the movies, go to um, go have some popcorn, and your whole all your system is going to shut down because that 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 oil, that kind of grease, that's like taking plastic into the arteries. So you can't conceive life, and the tumor only can fester. Okay, so you have the green light nutritional formula. You be taking it three times a day, liquid breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
and you'll have, all, along with that kid, you'll have three master herbal formulas, one for each week. There's 13 herbs in there to detox because most women want to change, but they can't change because they're addicted. And the more addictive foods you take in, the more addicted you are. The more dairy, the more dairy you want. The more sugar, and sugar is only a few molecules away from crack and cocaine. And we have, it's a lot of, and, and I call sugar the silent killer because they put sugar in everything. That's how things are sold. They say, well, that's like a hidden ingredient. They put that in in the canned foods. They put that in the prepackaged food. They put that into your chicken batter. Sugar's in everything. Because the more sugar you have, like, like cocaine and crack, the more that you need. And deplete the body the same way the cocaine and crack will. You can see you're stressed, you're nervous, you're angry, you're bitter. All of this is coming from that sugar. Well, that's one of the many things. Okay, so with that, the master herb will break that addiction. And then all the other addictions of coffee and cigarettes and all that stuff that depletes the uterus, that depletes your life force. Then you have the colonies and the herbal accident. The average woman who has a fibroid tumor is constipated. If she has three meals a day, she's supposed to have three bowel movements a day. At the end of the week, 21 meals, 21 bowel movements. The average woman in the state of a tumor, she has pretty much one elimination for the day, but she may have three meals and a few snacks in between. So what does that mean? The colon is now prolapsed as opposed to the, the colon should be above the navel, but over the weeks and months and years, it becomes heavy from all of that food that's backed up, and it drops under the navel. Once that colon drops under the navel, it then presses down on the bladder, so she'll start having frequent uncontrollable urination. Then over time, the colon and the bladder will drop down on the uterus, and when it drops down on the uterus, then the uterus is now blocked up, and then the uterus cannot defend herself. She can't flush out the waste that she's taking that's being put down into the body, the dairy, the white flour products, and all the flesh and the stress. So now she's impacted, and, she's, um, and now she's more susceptible for the PMS, for the pain, and for the clotting. And see, it's not over when she has, when her menstrual flow is over, she goes into menopause as a woman. Now she has a prolapsed uterus. And let me tell you, once you get a prolapsed uterus, now your husband is a rolling stone. Because a prolapsed uterus, there's no more intercourse, it's all over. Night, it's, it's over. But she can pull that uterus back up, but she got to clean that colon out. She's got to start taking her nutrients. She's got to start nutricizing. So with the formulas, with the 21-day kit, that will get you onto the path. We said, well, I did, you know, people tell me this. Well, Queen, I did my 21-day uh, detox five years ago, and I just smiled. And I just looked. <laughs> I said, okay, that's lovely. But you know what? Healing, you have to do it every day. I, been, I started this healing when I was 17. I'm 59 years now, and I'm still on the path. You guys, once you get into the gates of wellness, you can't be going back to no dead food and dead thoughts and dead attitudes and attitude and to toxic living. It's an everyday process. You've got to do it all over again. You say, well, I did well yesterday. Well, give thanks. Today is a new day. you still got to breathe every day. You've got to eat. You have to drink water every day. You have to live a holistic life. Otherwise, the tumor will come back. They will come back with a vengeance. And it will come back growing faster. So once you get on the path, you'll feel so wonderful. You'll feel alive. And the tumor will start to come out as a vaginal discharge. So in the first 21 days, you'll start, your, menstrual, your menstrual flow will start decreasing every 21-day, 28-day moon cycle. You will see it go from seven to six days, from six to five, five to four, three to two, one. Well, two to three is really pretty good. No more PMS, no back pain. And someone will start crying just the thought of no more pain because, you know, we, we supply the painkillers. 
for you know, painkillers, women's is a part of it's just like living. You've got to have your painkillers during the time of your menstrual flow because you're eating all of that painful food. All the animals that are being injected with the hormones and the antibodies to blow them up. We would take a cow uh, years to grow up. He's, he's going to grow up in a few months. What kind of stuff is that? So we're taking those hormones, and I'm, those tumors are growing as fat and big as our head, and it's unnecessary. Just change the lifestyle. You say, well, I'm addicted. That's why you need help. And so the, I send a manual with your kit, and we're going to have a master workshop for women who are on the program who take that 21-day detox kit as they as roll into their 12 weeks of wellness. So we, go, we, we will usher you into a season of wellness. So that means this whole season from now to really June, June, July, you'll be detoxing and cleansing. So you want to lose those 20 pounds? Oh, that's easy. You want to get your mind clear? Yes, but we're focusing on the fibroids. And so with every glass of juice, with every formula that you're taking that I'm giving, with you going and shopping, after the second or third food shopping, you're already now initiated into the path because now you know how to shop for foods that will support your uterus. You will know to get those greens. You will know to do your juicing. You will know to take your fresh wheatgrass. You will know to put your clay pack on, and that's clay. Let me just lift up the clay all the way up to the heavenly host, up to Mother Newt, who's going to help us spiritually. And in this case, the clay is a magnet, as I mentioned before. The clay has zinc, potassium, calcium, magnesium. It also has your eucalyptus and your peppermint. It also has your echinacea. So all that's a pulling and an opening of that blockage. So you can create a gauze. And then you'll put a tablespoon of clay that's in your kit over the uterus. So after doing that every other day, when you have your menstrual flow again, you will do as a woman in Detroit did. It was 42 people in the class. And we have been doing about six weeks of wellness work. She came in the class. I said, how is everyone doing this week? She started to cry. And she wasn't embarrassed about her crying. She says, I can't believe it. For the first time in 20 years, I am not in pain during my menses. I don't understand what's going on here. I said, you're not supposed to be in pain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the whole point about that spiritual piece about we are cursed women, we're no more, a bit more cursed women. Listen, I'm saying the man the moon. We're not cursed women. We're blessed women. Right. But we have to live a blessed life. Yeah. We have to live a natural life. We have to follow the footprints of our ancestors and begin to take up the mantle of eating and drinking sun food. We're sun people. So when we take up the green like some people look at the green food or greens and say, oh, that doesn't look good. That's just because you're not in your right mind. Too much right. sugar, white blood products, and all right. of that. But once you start cleansing and you start to get the wealth, mm -hmm. let me just say wealth. The more green you take in, mm -hmm. the more wealthy your yes. life is going to yes. be. Finance is going to come to you. You're going to be attracting more prosperity mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationship-wise. And I'm going to just sit on relationship for a minute. The more that you raise your vibration, yes, the relationship is you. Woo. You're looking outside at another person, but that person is really you yes. turned outside yes. on yourself. Yes. So don't go looking for all of in and that one and this one and that one. Mm. What you have to do is look for yourself. So that's why I always say in the closing of all my yes. of my sessions, yes. and me and Lisa, we've done 150 10-minute, 15-minute yes. tune-up. Yes. And so we always smile when I say this one because this is the bottom line to me. Everyone breathe in, <laughs> and she starts laughing. <laughs> this is what I swear by. This is what I live by, and I change my story. The power, you can say it with me at this point, the power to heal is within me, 
and I have the power to heal myself. Give thanks and praise. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Red and blue pill, we are so very, very Bomb is still going on. It's still a good bomb. Everything is good. Um, we just yes. give some praise just for the opportunity that you all have created for us. We look so forward to being able to come back and share with the family. Um, yes. Queen yes. just did, and I'm going to actually give that information now with your permission as well. Um, she just did a three-hour seminar um, on fibroid tumors, and it is amazing, and I'm so graced and blessed. Um, to be able to be here with her in Brooklyn, to have moved from Atlanta. I still own Honor and Glory Travel for everybody that's asking. I sure do. Um, so I'm just, yes, good thanks and praise, okay? So uh, many people had questions. I'm glad just to um, be able to address that. But it's just been a blessing. Um, so, yes, I am working two full-time jobs. That's exactly what's happening. But as a woman who used natural herbs to heal my womb, and it did not take, it wasn't overnight. Um, I had my fibroids for 17 years, and she's asked me to share my testimony, Please. if that's okay with you all. Um, but I had fibroid tumors for 17 years, and many, many doctors told me that I needed to have a hysterectomy. When I was 20, I heard the creator tell me that I was going to have three children. So I knew without a womb, I wasn't having children. So every last one of them that told me, you need to have a hysterectomy, you know, when I was younger, they were like, well, you need to hurry up and have a baby. You need to hurry up and have a baby. I was like, oh, just like that, just have a baby, you know. And um, it was unbelievable. And so I didn't have the proper education that Queen is sharing now to know what foods to avoid. So the foods that I was eating was actually comfort food, and the comfort food was what was causing my fibroids to continue to grow. And the growth of my fibroids was making me depressed, so it was just a continual cycle. And so I learned about the healing herbs for the womb um, in June of 2010, and I took them from June of 2010 until um, February of 2011. So that was a total of nine straight months every day on it, on it, on it. And that's when I learned about becoming a raw foodist, all of those type things. Um, as many of you all know, I've shared with you, shared before um, here on the station, my mother passed away suddenly um, in August of 2010. So I ended up hiring a um, raw food chef, the whole nine yards, and I got serious about it because I had decisions to make. Do you want to continue? My mother had a hysterectomy at 40 because of fibroid tumors. So I had decisions to make. Am I going to repeat the cycle that she's in? Because, see, when you know better, you do better. And so when you don't know, you do what people tell you to do. So the beautiful option that I ran into was being able to get the healing herbs um, and so what ended up happening, as Queen shared, that it's nothing, a fibroid is nothing but calcinated mucus. So just like you have mucus in your nose, mucus in your ears, mucus in your throat, you can develop mucus in your um, uterus depending upon who you allow in your uterus. And we're going to just leave that part alone. But what happens is it becomes hard. And so when it becomes calcinated, you need something that is going to cause it to soften up, break up, detach from either your uterus, your fallopian tubes, whatever it's attached to, and then break up inside of you so that it passes through you and so that you don't have to be operated on. My doctor told me that my fibroids weighed 40 pounds, and both of you all saw me when I was heavier. 
I was taking double injections of Depo-Vera each month, which blew me, which made me gain 100 pounds. So when you all saw me, back when you saw me, before my weight loss journey began that many people have seen on Facebook, I weighed 300 pounds. That was as of July 2010. And I now stand before you, especially <laughs> eating at Queens, and Queen is not playing. She is determined to get me to my goal, which is about 130. I'm now down to 158, and I am so pleased and so blessed. But of that 150 almost pounds that I've lost, 40 of that was nothing but fibroids. It had nothing to do with fat. It had nothing to do with anything. It was nothing but 100% fibroids. So the um, Queen did a call with Oh, thanks and praise, indeed, it's praise. I feel so much better. I mean, everyone tells me I look so much younger, but I feel so much better. I didn't realize how much of my life force was being taken away from me because of the fibroids. So I encourage all of my sisters. I've been working with Queen, and I've seen the results of the kit. Being here working with, um, with Queen and with the whole institute, you have to drink the clay. You have to drink the green life. You have to do the master herbal. So she doesn't, and Queen does it all day long. Don't don't let don't don't let it don't don't be deceived into thinking that she's got us doing it and she's not doing it. While we're drinking our greens, she's drinking the greens. Like she said, Queen will be 60 years old in August, and she's biking six to seven miles a day. She got me, and I am not ashamed to tell it. I had not ridden a bike since I was 14. Queen woke me up at 6 in the morning. Good morning, Alicia. You're going to ride a bike today. Well, what do you say to that? What, what, what do you say to that? You don't say no. And I did, and I rode it all throughout Prospect Park. I threw down for two hours after not riding since I was 14. Never would it even have crossed my mind before when the fibroids were still in my body. So, so many limitations that I had are completely gone. There are two options that you have, sisters, and I'm going to give you the contact information so that you can actually be able to get the help that you need. I'm also going to give you the information um, so you can go back and listen to the free playback of the call that she did. Queen went into the spirit. She went deep. It was nothing to play with. So let me give you that number first. The playback from the call this past Wednesday is 605-475-4099. 605-475-4099. They're going to ask for an access code, 280 280- Six seven four two eight zero six seven four. They'll then ask for a reference code, and that is number four. The reference code is number four. There are two sets of um, treatments that Queen has. The first is the 21-day kit. If you have had your fibroid tumors for three to six months or less, then the 21-day kit will go through. It will cleanse your, your uterus and very well may be able to soften up and pass those through if they're still tiny fibroids. If you've had your fibroids for over a year, you definitely need a season of wellness. And Queen is kind enough to even offer a payment plan because she wants to get these herbs out to people. She uses nothing but 100% of the strongest and best herbs, so she can't give them away for free. The type of heart she has, she would. So 
the 12 weeks is an 84-day detox. Every t- You'll be doing full 21-day kits. The first set is going to cleanse your organs. It's going to cleanse your systems. The second, third, and fourth actually concentrates on knocking that fibroid out, softening it so that it dissolves, so that it detaches, so that it breaks up, and so that it passes through you. So you want to um, contact us in one of three ways. The first way is to email me at Alicia, A-L-I-S-H-A, at Queen Afua, A-F as in Frank, U-A dot com. Alicia, A-L-I-S-H-A, at Afua dot com. We are looking for people who are ready to take the next steps in their healing. Queen will call you, she'll do a short 10-minute consultation with you, and go ahead and get the herbs out to you that day. So this is for people that are ready to make the next move. It's not for people, oh, I got to talk to Queen of Fool, oh, yippee. She is about healing wounds right now. That's what this is about. No more genocide by wounds. You also have the option of texting me your name, fibroids, and your email address at 404-401-7448, 404-401-7448. Put in your name, fibroids, and um, your email address, and I will set you up to be able to talk to Queen if you're ready to take the next steps towards your healing. Finally, you can also call us directly here if you're ready to take the next steps in your healing. Alicia, what does that mean? Are you ready to take the next steps? Are you ready to purchase the kit? Pretty much. It's real simple. And that is 718-221-HEAL, H-E-A-L, 718-221-HEAL, H-E-A-L. Just like you would go to a doctor with an expectation of spending money, when you come to someone who has been practicing holistic health and been helping the community for 43 years, it's the same thing. But she's bringing you life. She's not bringing you death. I have seen nothing but miracles since I've been here. A lot of you all even see the shift in my temperament since the last time you heard me on the show with the pills. I adore both of you all. I love you all. You will be my brothers forever. And I appreciate all that you all have done. I appreciate the growth that I have seen in me working under Queen of Fools' tutelage. You can't work under her without growing and developing. But I saw a miracle two Tuesdays ago. As many of you all know who are here in Brooklyn with us, at Nicholas Bookstore, we now have a kiosk. So if you ever want to buy Queen's products, you can always go 3 to 7 Monday through Friday, 1 to 7 on Saturdays, 2 to 6 on Sundays. And you will have a live representative of uh, the Queen of Four Global Wellness Institute there to assist you with the products. So at the kiosk, one of the sisters came in who had been told by her doctors, oh, you're not going to have no babies. No, not you. Uh Uh-uh. Everybody else will have one before you ever do. And she brought that baby in there because she had done the cleanse, and then she followed it up with the women's, um, women's health formula, which is to cause that womb to purge anything, to make it open up so that conception can come. So two of the main things, Queen's formulas cover 108 different ailments. 
but specifically the thing that she is, is passionate and close to her heart is any type of womb issues, especially fibroids and infertility. There are two dates out of her 33 years, 15 babies walking around that were never supposed to make it to this earth realm because of Queen of Four. So I am so very excited. Um, any of you all, too, that would like to spend some time with Queen, give thanks and praise. Absolutely, give thanks and praise. So September 20th through the 23rd, Queen will be doing a cruise with Dick Gregory, our great elder, um, and it will be a vegetarian feast of gratitude. Chef Tassili will be on there. I'm hoping that the Pills will come and join us. We did a wonderful cruise together this past uh, September. But it will be an opportunity. <clears throat> it's going to be in the Bahamas. And the significance there is that the route that we're doing is the same route that was done by the transatlantic slave trade. And we are going to actually, Queen will be in the waters of the Caribbean Sea. And she will be releasing and giving thanks to those ancestors for their lives because many of them met a watery grave. So she will be able to go into those waters and cause there to be a release of gratitude and a closure for them. If you are interested in, in the cruise, text me, 404-401-7448. Put in cruise, your name and email address. We'll shoot that information out. Also, if you would like to bring Queen to your city, simply email me at Alicia, A-L-I-S-H-A, at queenafford.com and just say, send me information on sending, bringing Queen to my, um, my city. And that's if you're a male or a female. Um, Queen Afford's wonderful sons, Ali and Supernova, have a, um, are, are teaching man heal thyself. It has been elevated to such a high level. Any of you brothers who haven't read the book, you need the book. But they are teaching it, and it's on a whole nother level. And it forces you as a man to take your game so high that your woman has no problems calling you a king. That when she sees you, you are her God king without a question. It's not something you have to mandate her. Because you have shown such a level of excellence and wonder, she can't do nothing but draw you a bath. She can't do nothing but prepare meals for you, iron your clothes, and do it with, with gladness, with joy, because you have shown yourself to be a God king before her. So I am so very, very thrilled and excited just to be able to share that. So, sisters, if you know that your men need this, you can send the email in. Brothers, if you know that you can get together some brothers and um, allow Aliyah Supernova to come in and be able to share this information with them to make our brothers better, simply email me, alicia at queenofour.com. Sisters, if you want to bring Queen of Four in and be a part of the um, Save Our Sisters Wounds campaign, we are here for you. Queen is committed She's going to live another 50, 60, 70 years because she's biking at 60. Some of us don't bike, and, you know, we're in our 20s, 30s, and 40s. So she's committed to living. She is committed to healing and to keeping us healed. I am so excited. If you have not joined her Facebook page, please go to um, Queen of Four Heals, 
and click liked. That's the way that you're able to keep in touch with all of the conference calls, all of the great things that she's got going on. Come down to Nicholas Bookstore at 570 Fulton Street. It's um, between Rockwell Place and Flatbush Ave in downtown Brooklyn. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. So come on through. We've got an open house on April 20th. You can meet Queen, take pictures with her, and actually experience the kiosk because it is a full experience. Finally, and I thank you for your patience with me, Queen is um, just for the listeners of KTL. She will be doing holistic health readings. Queen is a, is a medical empath, which means spirit speaks through her concerning the root of any health problems that you have. Fibroids are nothing but a symptom. Prostate cancer is nothing but a symptom. What you need to know is what is the root of my problems? Because if you can get to the root, you can kill all of the fruit that's attached to it. So if you are interested in having a reading, no, it's not free. Let me just clarify that. Because free is for people who have not been in the business for 43 years. But if you need this service, it is available, and it is at a discount if you call us or let us know that you heard about it through KCL. So you can text me at 404-401-7448 and put in reading, and then I will respond to you or email me. But Queen would love to be able to do that for you all just to help you. Red and blue, of course, we're waiting on you all to just let me know when you both want to have yours so that we can help you all vibrate even higher. Because if you all are vibrating at your highest and wisest, imagine the type of shows you're going to continue to produce. So we appreciate you on behalf of the Queen of Fools Global Wellness Institute. We appreciate you. We thank you so much because you all have given us this opportunity to open the door for our sisters and for their maids. Oh, the healing is definitely needed. You know what I'm saying? We love the Queen. We love her entire family and everyone that's involved with the institution. And we love you too, Alicia. And we want to say thank you, um, you know, for doing what, what is going to be epic and monumental. I already know that the vibrations have gone out. The healing is taking place, and it's going to continue to take place as people download these shows and pass them through the archives. And we have to bring Queen back because I want to know, you know, all of these things that she mentioned that are manifesting in a woman by way of her womb. What's 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 the correlating factor in men? She's got it for and you. Men are dealing with issues.
responding part. They don't have a room for it to go into, but a lot of times they will end up with prostate issues. They'll end up with diabetes, which causes them not to be able to be uh, fertile and causes them not to be able to, causes them to be impotent. So there are so many ways that manifest in them. And so I am just, I'm thrilled, and Queen will definitely, when you all invite her back, that will be the way that she, she shares because our brothers need to cleanse just as well as our sisters do because a brother that's in a relationship with a woman that has the fibroids, he's being affected as well. He's having to be patient. He's having to be kind. But when a brother gets into a rhythm and a flow with his woman, he's used to his rhythm and his flow, and this is affecting that. So that's why we want to get them healed so that we can keep the family in balance. So definitely when she comes back, that will be the topic, and uh, we can probably even bring um, Brother Ali on so that he'll be able to just share more on that man heals ourself peace because we want to be able to have him go throughout the 40 cities as well and work with the men. It's no good for the women to get healed up and then our brothers are still sick. So we believe in a myotic balance in everything while we're here. Indeed. So, as always, like I said, give thanks, and we appreciate what we shared tonight, and um, look forward to part two. Okay? Indeed, indeed. Give thanks and praise. We appreciate you all. Much success continually. Indeed. Give thanks. Praise. Yes, indeed, family. There you have it. Monumental, monumental presentation. Information being shared by Queen of Four. So, so very necessary. You know, there are a lot of people that, um, you know, that knowingly have these issues, but just imagine the amount of people that have no idea. They just can identify the symptoms, but they don't yet know that they have these particular issues. And going back to what we were speaking about earlier, about a generation that it's not only has been raised on processed and fast foods, but also the, the music, the conversation. Because yes. the music is the conversation. And how do I and know it's, that it's effective? It's just that I'm in a crowd of people. I'm in a crowd of people, you know what I'm saying? Either they're going to work or they're coming from work. And as animalistic as they, they say the European is, you know what I'm saying, he got his suit and tie on. You know, he just might have came from work and divested uh, 10 and 15 third world countries by pushing the pen or what have you. You got the Mexicans coming back from work. You know what I'm saying? You got the Asians coming back from school. Then you got the brother. <laughs> if I do, he might even have a suit on. But if he has those white earplugs in his ear, right, yeah. he is engaged in virtual gangsterism where it don't matter what locale he's in, where he's at, he is in a fucking rap video. Because you look at the hand gestures, he's clapping, you know what I'm saying? They all do the Jay-Z gesture like they Jay-Z performing on stage where they start waving their hand on the bottom and, and gutting it upward and shit like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> So wherever my dude go, he don't just listen to the music. He's in the music. Yeah, he is which the music. shows he me, it out. right, that it's in his brain, it's in his mind. He actually thinks that he is a participant. He thinks he's these rappers. You feel me? So 
Now he is ingesting that sonic food. That food is now becoming him because he wants to become that. Because that's what he identifies with, like you said, bravado. You know what I'm saying? And he equates bravado like with manhood. So, yeah, you know, all of and that it, it now is, gets translated into how he deals directly, not only with himself, but with his woman, with his family, and the outside world. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and, speaks, and we can't speaks. continue to run from this situation and say, yo, rap music don't got no effect on the people. Come on, B. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? That's folly. You That's probably, folly. You must have never been. <laughs> I mean, and many people haven't. But for those that have been behind the wall, you know rap music affects this generation. Affects. You know what I'm saying? Like something for real. But look. Yeah. We do have a part two. Let's do it. Tonight and is a we do have a special announcement. Hold on. We do have another special announcement, too. For the family, we actually have a show that we'll be broadcasting tomorrow. It's going to be for an hour. This is a, a new segment that we're going to be um, embarking upon. It's the Notalize University, and we're going to be bringing on uh, participants who have, you know, actual um, the work that they're doing, products, books, um, some authors. And uh, we're going to let them do what they got to do. I would be honored to have uh, Queen of Four be a participant in that series as well. Our first inductee mm-hmm. into that series will be our brother Baba New Minsu, okay, for the family who is familiar with the brother Baba New from a few episodes ago. We're going to be doing a broadcast. It's only an hour long, and it will be tomorrow, and it will also be in the archives. Please continue. Okay, what time tomorrow so they can tune in? Um, it's it's not a hundred percent tentative. I'm, I'm, I apologize to the family. It's going to be between the hours of six and nine p.m. I know that for sure. All right, we'll so, we'll, we'll you know put the posting up. But family, yeah. yes, with no further ado, and I'm definitely sure that um, tonight's guest will be another candidate for our segments on KTL University. Brother is the author of a prolific book called Rocks of Ages. He has been on the program before. We definitely told him that we would have him back. Tonight is the night. Okay, so with no further ado, we present to you, call from the 215, our brother, your brother. Peace. Yes, I. Love and respect. Yes, I. Yes, I. Yeah, peace, brother. Greetings, greetings. Yeah, greetings. And greetings, brother. Thank you for joining uh, us. Yes, thank you for your patience. So we went a little into your segment. Um, oh, I was no worries. You know, I was yes. tuning into that most relevant information. You know, and give thanks, big up, indeed, indeed. Queen of Four, and and the Empress doing the mighty works. You know, healing up the the woman, the Mother Divine. You know. Yes. Yes. So yes, we're here, man. Since, since since we've spoken last, you know, a lot has developed, um, and particularly on my part, as I have started to venture into, you know, the the, the stone quote unquote business, 
and I didn't, mm. I didn't share with the family, but last weekend was my first, um, I started class. I went to a lapidary, you know what I'm saying? And oh. that's a place family where they cut stones. So an indigenous brother put me on, you know what I'm saying? He was like, yeah, I like the jewelry and everything, you know. He's like, would you be interested in learning how to actually cut and polish stones? And I'm like, for sure. You know, so he sent me to the spot, the lapidary. Um, everybody up in the joint, over 50-year-old Caucasian male and, you know, females and what have you. And, you know, they just sitting there cutting stones, polishing away a few yards away because it was in a senior citizen center. And um, a few yards away, all the brothers was in the corner playing pool. You know what I mean? So they seen me come they must have thought that I was a pool shark. So, and I was like, nah, I came to cut stones, buddy. Like, your secret is out. It was good. Show me the right. pool. So they was like, oh, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, what did you learn about that? And, you know, I'm like, look at my jewelry, man. Cut it out. You know what I'm saying? We're just not, you know, pretty next to, to throw these chains on. I said, you know, I want to actually embark upon a career dealing with, with the stones as well. You know what I'm saying? And, as an artist, I feel like this is my next level in regards to what I'm going to be doing, um, you know, making jewelry. So they showed me, you know, how to cut stones and polish them and create facets and everything, and it just really opened up my mind and, and, and just expanded my mind. So now I'm going to become a member of the Mineral Society out here in California, which gives me access to the mines and everything, you know, mm. and silent auctions for boulders and, and, and boulders and boulders of rocks. Like, it's incredible. And um, we're, we're, we're not being represented in these particular fields at all. Not at all. Like, not at all. You know, but we identify ourselves so much with the earth. We talk about how indigenous we are. We speak about our ancestral ancient origins and beginnings, but yet, and when I say us, I don't mean all of us because we know there are a handful of us that are dealing with this information. Shout out to Gafunia, shout out to Majay, um, and, and there's countless other people, you know what I'm saying, that I'm in contact with that are geniuses when it comes to this information. But it's not something that we look Towards, you know what I'm saying? It's not trendy yet. It's it's not, you know, not represented in numbers where it's like, you know, that's a career option or what have you. But but I will tell you, it is growing, and it has oh, absolutely from, uh, from the '90s to now. The awareness it it is growing, but right, there's definitely room, and you do see how we're behind the ball when you go to lapidary events, you know? Because, mm-hmm. uh, right, from the last time we reasoned, I made it out to the Tucson Gem and Mineral Showcase. Yes. It's yes. the largest gem and mineral event in the world, you know? Yes, it and, is. Uh, it is. There is more of we out there, and we got an African marketplace as one of the events now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we are the least represented of peoples out there, you know. Uh, 
and and uh I'm sure we had mirror experiences, you know, with different different ones, what they expect from me when they see me there versus why I'm there and you know, the fullness of what I'm dealing with, you know? Right, right, right. And, you know, when I start speaking that language they're so blown away. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we we got to shine that example because we just know from ancient times, as as with most sciences, we uh, yeah we're the progenitors of this science. You know, we are the the chemists and the alchemists, the chemists. You know that that that's what this whole thing was really about. You know, it was lap the what they would call lapidary science actually was a branch of alchemy, you know? It was a sub, sub-discipline, you know? Peace and, alone. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we definitely have to reclaim our honors in, in them realms by doing proper works with, with them, you know? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, before my phone cut off, like I, I was saying that um, when I'm when I'm at these venues and these events, you know, because I also I took a trip to New Mexico, and I went to some mines as well, you know, mm. and um, they 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 seem to want to be the ones that teach me about what these stones are about, you know what I'm saying, and. Instead of just being quiet and listening, if I make mention to say, hold on, I know what that's about, you know what I'm saying, I know what that is, or I can identify stones, you know what I'm saying, without looking in the book, they'd be blown away. They'd be like, well, where did you learn that at? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it's information, B. Like, you know, you don't see all the goddamn stones that I got on? You think this is just, I'm just, this cosmetic? Hmm. So they're not even prepared for us to deal with, you know what I'm saying, that which we are um, indigenous to. It's crazy. Yes. But and they, a lot, they, and they, a lot of the stones is coming out of our native land, you know? No, absolutely. And and that was, you know, what I witnessed when I came to New Mexico, especially the turquoise trade, people not... Yeah. You know, they they might see turquoise and don't understand the politics that go behind turquoise. Mm. You feel me? Turquoise is super expensive. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And they are getting it directly off of indigenous lands, and they're paying them, you know what I'm saying, pennies, and they take it and they flip it on the international market for buku cash. You know, the um, what's going on with copper in regards to the price, you know, the price surge, you know, what I'm saying, shooting through the ceiling, it's the next, it's the next goal, you know, mm. in terms of its value exactly. as a mineral. Uh, silver is on the rise, you know, what I'm saying, silver's outpacing gold, you know. Yes. All of these things, I, I, I want to start a conversation and a communication with our people, in particular, when it comes to precious elements like copper, you know, as you have mentioned on the show before, if we are mineral in the mineral kingdom, we are copper. That is who we are. 
Yeah, we are melanin, copper, carbon, sulfur, the active ingredients of melanin, you know, active elements that really uh, make melanin what it is and make us who we are. Those are three most vital elements. Right. And uh, turquoise is two of the three. Turquoise is copper sulfate. You know, yes. so it's got the copper and the sulfur. And that's why that's the indigenous value, you know. And then, right, it's translated over uh, with the cosmetic and intrinsic value on the Western market. Yeah, family, like, it's, it's, it's amazing what I'm seeing value that they put on stones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's incredible. The, the, one, the one to keep an eye out now, like get it now, get as much as you can now because one day it will be uh, on them levels of gold, silver, and platinum and all that. It's the <clears throat> lithium-based stones. Lepetalite. Lepetalite included quartz. Uh, or lithium included quartz, you know, because uh, this growth of the lithium ion battery industry, whereas, whereas before lithium lithium was valued uh, for its medical, uh, you know, potential, right, uh, treating schizophrenia. But outside of that, the lithium-based stones really didn't have, uh, uh, you know, like a big value put on them, you know. Right. But but now, yeah, the lithium stones, they, 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 you know, you might used to get them by the pound. Now some of them coming by the gram, you know, just because of... Uh, this demand is so put on, on, on the board for the lithium, you know. And, and a historic precedent of that is uh, kind of re- relevant to what Queen of Fool was speaking on earlier, where there is a place in New Jersey called Franklin, New Jersey, and it is one of the most mineralogically diverse areas in the world. There, uh, most of the, what they call the uh, fluorescent minerals, or minerals that will change colors under ultraviolet light, they come out of this area. But it was also a specific ore that was a zinc oxide, and uh, it was called Franklinite you know, named after Franklin, New Jersey. And this is a zinc oxide ore. So, uh, you know, from my works and from what I've worked with this stone, nothing else heals up the prostate and the uterus like this Franklinite, this, you know, this zinc and iron very, very powerful for healing up them parts of the body. But, right there. The, 
But the thing is, the mineral is 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 basically tapped out. The Franklin Franklin, New Jersey was the home of a Union Carbide mine back in the earlys when they were making lead batteries and they would use zinc as the uh you know opposing charged uh alloy in these okay. lead batteries. So they basically mined a whole mountain's worth of this Franklinite, which is a beautiful octahedron crystal. They done mined it out to make batteries that are now in some toxic waste spot. And so that's what's going to happen to lithium-based ores. So now a small piece of Franklinite that probably, you know, before Union Carbide was probably, you know, had very small value. Now these things are heavy hitters as far as price. So, wow. So something to invest in now are your lithium crystals, lapetalite, lapetacrosite. These are these are uh, uh, lithium mica. These are stones, lithium-based quartz or lithium-infused quartz. These are stones to look out for, you know. So the same way that um, there's a market for precious metals, platinum, silver, gold, copper, same way that there's a market for art, you know, are you saying that people can actually start putting their funds and their monies into these precious stones and watching them fluctuate on the market like commodities? Yeah, you can do it on that level too. But I'm also even thinking on a broader scheme, and this is something that I've that has come to my meditation often with this threat of a cashless society and the need for... Uh, alternate barter systems, you know, and alternate currencies, that that is where what they, the realm of what they call <clears throat> semi-precious crystals and metals and gems, that's where these can come in. And so... If a scenario like that ever rolled out, you would want minerals, crystals, and gems that are rare. You know, you would want to have them uh, as as a as a means of barter, as a means of exchange. And uh, you know, I've had an, a couple of elders reason with me on the reality that crystals are portable land, you know? So that uh, these uh, Moorish elders had reasoned with me, would reason with me and say, crystals are portable land and that, you know, you have to uh, 
really look at the value of minerals more beyond what the what you say the paper dollar value might be on it, but more uh you know what is the healing potential in this crystal, what is the accessibility of it and set a value there and that can be a foundation for community exchange and community bartering systems, you know? So when we're thinking about stones like a lapetalite, which has an immense healing potential, beyond you know, lithium, they're using them for the batteries. But lithium you know, it, it's what they use to treat schizophrenia or just, you know, displaced realities that might, you know, be coming forth simultaneous, you know, with your present awareness. But uh, lithium allows the mind and the heart to be as one, you know. You can kind of think with love, move with compassion, you know, the petalite does that. It heals. It it heals uh, incongruent emotional patterns and thought patterns that allow that 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 make room for the mind and heart to, you know, be disconnected. Uh, and it's interesting too because the petalite and lithium-based stones will often manifest in the purple pink mauve spectrum, you know, like it'll display some purple, which kind of corresponds to the mind, the first eye, as well as pink, which corresponds to the heart. So you got the stone that has this immense healing potential. And I just kind of see where this trend is going. It is going to be harder to get. So that, that says, yeah, this is a stone that's going to have an immense healing potential and and, and uh, something worth investing in and holding on to to see what happens in the future, you know? Yeah, am I there? Yes, indeed. Yeah, peace, All brother. Right. All right. Yes, sir. I gotta um oh. give me one second. I have to open up Red's line. His his phone dropped. All right, no Red, your line is open. Peace. Peace. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Greetings, uh, brother Ross. How you doing? Thankful, star. Indeed, indeed. I'm soaking up that info. Um, you already know. You know, what I mean, I've contacted you. Uh you know, outside of the show, just to let you know how much that I've enjoyed your book. You know what I mean? I've, I've definitely been on the forefront um, promoting it amongst the family out here in New York. I uh, look forward to doing something. Oh, go ahead. No, I just said give thanks. Indeed. I want to uh, have aspirations, lofty goals of doing a visual presentation with you especially when it comes to those stones and the different properties. I mean, you, you taught me so much. You schooled me with that book. Like, you put me in a zone of overstanding, you know what I mean, the uh, these 
you know, I'm 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 using the word stones, and it's almost like a misnomer. It's almost like I'm I'm you know what I'm saying. It's almost like saying, you know, it's, it's almost like a bad word because it's not powerful enough to describe, you know, what we're dealing with. That's why I think our people. Hmm? In fact, we're dealing with the mineral nation or the mineral Fire. kingdom. The kingdom, get that over. How you explain how um, you know these these sacred stones, these meteorites, you know what I mean, these actual gems from the the from the heavens, you know, and how our bodies are composed of these minerals, you know what I'm saying? This intricate machine that we call the human body is composed of a lot of these. Um, minerals and, and, and things that we find in these stones. So I was just, you know, like I said, for the family who hasn't um, had the privilege of picking up this brother's book, I definitely, you know, don't don't catch the late pass. You mm. know, do not catch the late pass. It's, I mean, when I speak about this book, I'm not only speaking about a book about stones. I mean, the brother lays out so much intricate information dealing with the procession of the equinox. You you helped me you helped me understand and understand the ages that we were in. You know what I mean? The the age of Leo, the age of Taurus, the Bull Age. You know why certain deities, the different ages of Heru, why he's Harpercrot in one age, he's Heru the Elder in the other age, he's Heru Kuti, and and different ages like. All of that began to just you you filled in a lot of blanks. Me to me personally, because due to my studying, I had a lot of questions and things of that nature. You truly helped out. Um, the information about um, our brother uh, Muata, uh, not Muata Ashby, um, Credo, uh, Credo, yeah, Credo of the Zulu nation of the Zulu family. And when you broke down the information, his his creation myth. We had a, um, a brother by the name of Rick Smith on the show, uh, what was this, on Tuesday. And he had an interesting creation myth from his perspective, from a Caucasian, European, uh, Caucasian pers- perspective. And, um, you know, I'm, it was like, okay, that's, that's your creation story. You know, I, no, one, no one could bend your arm and, you know, make, you know, make you subscribe to a creation story. That uh that we follow, you know what I mean. That we we've come to understand is ours. And when you go to different um, societies of different nationalities of our people around the planet, you know one thing that you will find is that they have creationists amongst them. Some of them are very similar to others, and some of them are not. So right. you know, his story has some similarities. And, um, and and information that I've heard through different creation myths, mainly about uh, celestial beings, beings that were, you know, the quote-unquote titans or the gods, and sure. the simple fact of man, uh, be, you know, them creating a worker force to mine uh, sure. natural the, the natural resources, which were, you know, the gems of the earth, the gold, yeah. the silver, the right, copper. Right, right. And, yeah, I'm familiar with that line of reasoning and Zach, kind of Zachariah Stitchin. Uh, exactly. That's what that was. Uh, sets that foundation. 
And, you know, what I would say is, you know, we do live in an omniverse, my brethren, where multiple realities can coexist simultaneously, you know. And uh, as a mystic, we have to listen twice as much as we speak so that we can, you know, really over where the next one is coming from and really just see how that fits in our worldview. But uh, I tell you why, and, and why, why Sister Kofunia asked me to uh, be a part of uh, KTL tonight is because just like how I, I, I came forth with Rocks of Ages, you know, I I really, to be honest, Brethren, I can't claim credit for none of the words in that book, Brethren. I was just a humble scribe, being obedient to God and the ancestors and just being an instrument to allow them to let that information come through, you know? Just how I did that with Rocks of Ages in about about 2010. I was playing around on YouTube. wasn't even like on no serious mission, you know. And, and I, I came across. You know how to do the little suggested videos to the right. I saw this video of. The pyramid mothership manifesting over a city in China. So I was like, man, this thing, it, it intrigued me. And, you know, I, I'm a child of the 60s. I was a teenager in the 70s. So I grew up listening to Parliament Funkadelic. I'm, I'm pre rap, hip hop age, you know? When I was a okay. young person, George UBC. That's right, from D.C. Before, right? Yeah, hey, check that. So, uh, you know, when I saw this pyramid mothership, first thing came to my mind, mothership connection. I don't know if y'all up on that. Y'all up on mothership connection? Yeah, Parliament. Parliament Funkadelic, exactly. So, So I was like, hmm. So, you know, some time would come by, time went by, ancestors started getting in my ear, like, yo, Ross Ben, we showed you the pyramid mothership. You know this is the mothership connection. What? Why aren't you researching this thing? I, you know, I was caught up in other things. I ignored the voice for a while, but then it got too, it got too loud where I couldn't ignore it. Mm-hmm. I started really penetrating this pyramid mothership that's been doing all types of stuff all around the world. And it evolved into this presentation that I've been sharing basically in Philadelphia, you know, uh, called The Heavens Are Open turn the star nation. So that's actually what I'm bringing up to New York uh, this Sunday at CO okay. College, 444 Atlantic Avenue, you know. And uh, like I say, President, this isn't really anything I intended or planned. 
like, yeah, I'm going to study this star nation science, you know. This thing has just been put on me, but now that I'm in it, I, and I've studied a lot. I've studied a lot of stuff, Reggie, as I'm sure you have as well. Not too much got me more excited than this thing right here, man. This is a, some exciting, empowering information, and I'm so looking forward to sharing it with the New York community, you know? And, uh, you know, because, and, and, and I do need to say, <clears throat> this is a, this is a deep, uh, topic in our community. Because we got a, we got an issue with history and identity that causes us to have conflicted feelings about star nation science, what they talk about the ET UFO thing, you know? Because in our quest for us to find a place in history and in our desire to have a secure identity of who we are, you know, when information would be presented that would say, yo, the Pyramids of Giza, the Sphinx, all these these pyramids in uh, Central America, all these ancient monolithic and megalithic structures, they really do appear like they got, what can say, extraterrestrial origins. So we would vehemently fight that. We would say, what? Y'all want to say anybody but the black man, anybody but the African built these things, you know? But the reality is, if we were in this same scenario of bondage six, seven hundred years ago, we'd be arguing about how far we could travel to the edge of the earth before we fall off, you know? We'd, we'd be operating under that 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 European paradigm of what reality is. And a lot of our scholars have done that in terms of cosmological origins or where are we from. So they operate under this uh, rhythm monkey evolution paradigm, and this outer Africa paradigm, that somehow we were monkeys that evolved in the bipeds in Africa and moved out from there X millions of years ago. And uh, I know we live in an omniverse, so that might be some people's reality. But most cosmologies that I science from our indigenous cultures say we were seeded from the star, star nation. You know, and uh, that's the angle that I study this thing from. You know, I see these phenomena occurring. I see these pyramid mothership coming and doing all types of wild things in our uh, atmosphere, cleaning up radiation in Japan, shutting down China's airport, right? 
see these orbs, these, uh, what was, uh, you know, circular light objects doing all types of miraculous things. Well, you know, did my aunt, are there any teachings? What does the Dogon say about this thing? What does the Kimite say about this thing? What does the Zulu, what does Zulu say about this thing? You know? What do the Maya, what do the Olmec say about this thing? So that's what we penetrate and, and uh, yo, it is, it's bananas, brother. That's all I can say. And I'm, again, I'm very excited for the opportunity. Sister Kofunia, uh and Sister Marie at Cleo's Palace, they opened up that I can, uh, you know, share this uh, information with the New York community. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, brother. I don't know. I don't know if I've shared this with you on the last show, but I've definitely spoken on it before here on Other Ledge Radio. You know, now I've caught flack for it, which makes me even want to share it even more. <laughs> and that is um, in the summer of 2009, and especially you know, 2010, as well as in 2011, you know, normally around this time in particular, I started seeing, and I saw, you know, I'm going to add on to it. Here in California, I actually saw one last week. Hmm. I don't remember what day it was exactly, but when I got home, um, when I got in and I I logged on to, 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 to Facebook, a sister that's out here, she mentioned it as well. She was like, did anybody see this object that was moving in the eastern sky and it was turning all of these different colors? Like, you know, kaleidoscope type of colors. And I was like, yeah, I, I had just seen it. And I pointed it out to the people I was with. And during those those summers of 09, 010, and 011, it was happening so frequently to me. And I was showing people not only that it was something that was actually occurring, but I also was training them how to communicate mm-hmm. with the ship. And I was telling them, I'm like, look, we can exclude the fact that you might think it's a star or a planet because I said, I'm going to talk to it right now and tell it to disappear. And I would do it openly, verbally, and I would do it mentally, and it would do it twice, you know, both times. And I would tell it to dim its light. It would dim. And then it would move. And, you know, it did everything. And the people, the people, yeah, the people next to me, the brother, Cyan the Liberator, spoke on it many times on his program because he lived on the 21st floor on in a high-rise in Brooklyn. And we did it right in his living room. He communicated with them with his mind. He told his girl to do it. She did the same thing. And what happened is that when we was up at that height, we saw the ship was over four green and you saw the, the, the wave that was coming down from the ship kind of looked like a DNA spiral. Mm. And what the ship communicated to me at the time that it was cleaning things up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? These ships come and they clean things up. Now it's very hard for our people for whatever reason 
to believe. You know, our people are the ones that hold on to Santa Claus and shit like that and the Easter Bunny. You know what I'm saying? Right. They think that Jesus is right. coming out of the sky, but they don't prescribe to, to light ships and things like that. But uh, you know, you know, the Europeans well, they, they 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 more so lean towards and, and you know, they're more apt to understand this particular process for whatever reason. I'm not gonna go there. You know, even though people say that they ain't from the stars and they don't have no origins to leave this planet, but that's the shit that they into. Everything that we say that they're not indicative and, and indigenous to, that's what they be into. They're haunted, <laughs> right? And we and we avoid it. And we avoid it. You know, we repel by it. So when I had this initial, okay, um, contact, and I call it contact family because at this point in time, I'm no longer concerned with, you know, uh, what people feel or think about my experiences. You know what I'm saying? And I would invite the family to have their own so they can now step into the light and be like, you know, there's something to this. And I'm going to, of course, like always, I'm going to drop a link in the chat room because there's a brother named Eric Muhammad, and he had a camera and, um, 2010, I believe it was August 2010, he was in Brooklyn. This was a night that we had a show on with Polite. And um, I remember I had saw the ship. It was right over. It was I was on Atlantic Avenue coming from Pathmark, and I, I was racing back to the rest to get on the program. But I seen the ship, and I was pointing it to everybody that was – I was at – I was with Polite. but We had him on the program, but we was together right before the program. So I was pointing it to his family and everything. And I'm like, I know you of all brothers, you know what I'm saying? You up on that Dr. York, and right. you can't be reading them books and not having these real experiences. I'm like, look, that's right. the joint right there. You know what right. I'm saying? And this is when people was talking about the Beru and everything was coming. And what I'm saying is that that same night, the brother caught video of this ship, and it was a mothership. It's a ship. It's, it's a hexagonal ship. So it's a double-sided crystal family, Okay. He had a 700 zoom on his camera. He was able to zoom into it. It spins like a macabre. All right? Now, who's on it? What they here for? This, that, and the other? You know, that's all up to speculation. You know what I'm saying? Because what I'm able to decipher from my communications with them might be something totally different. But I went to another event and ran into these Caucasians that was pushing the matric stuff, and they had pictures of it all over the place, you know what I'm saying, in every country. And what they was explaining to me was the same thing that was explained to me via my communication with the ship. And they're cleaning up. They're cleaning up, well, but they cannot make... You know, they, they can't intercede on our behalf in terms of, you know, breaking the um the airspace and stuff like there'll be no landings and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They ain't swooping down and picking nobody up. This is a situation that, you know, pretty much they're able to overlook and aid and assist and throw gems and, and lines here and there where they can, but we have enough power and potential to get ourselves out of this shit. We just sleep. Right. Right. Well, <clears throat> how I would build on that, we do live, we live in a very special time. 
We live in a time where most people have a HD camera in their pocket. So back in the day, if an event went down, it could be explained away as swamp gas or uh, a helicopter, you know? It could be explained away. We're not in that time now. And not only can people capture it on an HD camera, they can instantly upload it to a worldwide network for everyone to see. You know, I don't think there's ever been a time like this. And that, you know, and, and it's one thing to talk about this. It's another thing to see it. And that's why I, I take the time to put this presentation together because, right, I even know, I even, you know, just hearing myself sometimes talk about it, yet, yeah, you know, it sounds crazy. But when you see it with your own eyes, when you see the footage with your own eyes, when you have a personal experience, yeah, you have to open up to reality. And uh, New York, New York is a hotbed of activity, man. And uh, for the pyramid, as well as the orbs, you know, pyramid, mothership. I got at least four clips of the mothership in New York in just in 2012, you know. And uh, one of them even leads me to believe that sometimes it's there because it's invisible to the naked eye, but certain cameras can catch it, you know. One of them is the webcam of the uh, Liberty Bell, the Liberty Cam, you know. So uh, right. uh, yeah, this we got to get up on this information, and and in terms of like a mass landing or them coming to help establish order, I do feel that they may come. But what has to happen is uh, because I feel like they, they, they honor the universal law of free will. And so, right, they're not going to intercede without willful awareness and participation of humanity. So the first step is we even got to know and acknowledge that they're there. And I think that's a part of they They communicate with their sightings. They communicate telepathically. That's how come you was able to tune in and have that right. interaction with, with the orb. They also, and, and, communicate, right. they also communicate with the crop circles. And uh, they are attempting to let their presence be known. They're attempting to let let us know who they are, like how you said, who they are, what their intention is. They have revealed all of that. It's just, like you said, we sleep. We're not paying attention to it. They've been been so active since 2010. that yeah, it's it, 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 it to me. I'm I'm 
Well, I'm not really amazed because I see how you got the media block out as well as the Hollywood spin. How they this really the thing. Put- People would spend, right, $53 for two tickets to go see a 3D movie because what is being promised is the experience will be that much more realer. Mm. Right? We spent $30 million to put this movie together to give you a real experience, and we made this shit 3D so you could leave this theater with a headache to feel like what you saw was real. But then you get outside and you point the shit out to somebody, and they don't want to see it. Right. And I've been with some of the sharpest, smartest dudes in the community, quote, unquote, and I showed them the shit. And it's almost like they lose their lunch. Like, oh, man, what are you doing, son? You bringing up UFOs now? I'm like, come on. You, the shit is right there. Like, we talking all this high science and metaphysical mumbo jumbo. But now, let's here's the opportunity. We're on a playing field. Let's communicate with them. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what's really good. And a lot of people have, have shunned that experience. They have mm. pretended like they didn't see it. Or, you know, we were smoking too much OG. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> you know, so... What I walked away from those experiences understanding is that everything is not for everyone. And certain yeah. communication would be specifically for you. You know what I mean? And you could be surrounded by X amount of people. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's just not their thing because it's not for them. It doesn't have a place in their life or it's just not part of their mission. They wasn't venturing on that road. So... For those that have had those experiences, for those that do have those particular inclinations, you know, now's the time. Get you one of those stones and get out there and make it happen because I've shared the story. Uh, in 2000, Lester Lovin gave me a piece of magnetite. Mm. And the magnetite that he gave me was the same shape as the ship that I ended up seeing 10 years later. And what he told me, he I said, look. Yeah, octahedron, right? So he said, you hold saw, this piece. You the, so you saw the pyramid mothership? Yeah, I seen the pyramid mothership on many occasions. Yes, I. Yes, I. You know? And I've just dropped the link in the chat room, and the family that's saying this on the archive that um, are not able to, you know, go into the chat room, of course. You can Google UFO over Brooklyn. The exact title of it is UFO proven to be real, flying object changes shape over Brooklyn, and it's posted by the GWE TV network. Okay. Yeah, I'm up on them brethren. That's you. You, yeah. you down with them brethren? I hollered at him the minute that I seen the post. Philip Muhammad is his name. It's not Eric. My bad. Philip Muhammad. You know what I'm saying? And I hollered at him. And I'm like, yo, I seen the same joint the same night. And he was like, yo, I seen it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I posted it. You know, he was like, but I'm I'm a Muslim and, and you know, my people's not dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? They're not receiving this information the same way. They're not as open-minded. He was like, push it through your networks and get this information out. Because he didn't quite know what to make of it himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he didn't quite know uh, what to make of it. He's vigilant because he got several uh, posts. I mean, he point. was after after you have that experience, you stargazing at that point. After right. that, you always looking up, <laughs> and then that's when you start seeing it. So yeah, man. What, yeah, that is a feature, is, a feature yeah. in, in my and what I got lined up for for New York. You know, 
No, yeah, he I'm got mad. he has he has footage. Undisputable. Oh, it's, he right. got footage unlike anything I've ever seen him with the white boys right. be showing on TV and shit like that. He has close up footage of the crystal ship changing shapes and forms and all of that. And you can't sit right, there and say that shit is a hologram or nothing. No, especially no. if you've experienced it. Especially if you've communicated with the ship. And the ship communicated with you. But like I said, it's not for everybody. But this ain't the point to be biting our tongues or holding shit back. I did that for two years. You know what I'm saying? People around me was like, yo, son, you you need to chill a little bit from that UFO talk, man. We be getting to Texas after the show. Yeah. My thing is like, fuck that. Grow up. At this point, like y'all niggas still celebrate fucking Easter and Christmas, man. This is what I was building on, brother. That there's many reasons that, you know, those who might call themselves African centered or cultured would want to deny this reality. Because they think it's either or, that either black African people built the pyramid or extraterrestrials. Not that it's both ends. Yeah, black, who who you might call black or African, indigenous people built the pyramids and some same indigenous people have celestial origins. Some come from the heavens, you know? So I'm thinking either or. They feel like if we acknowledge that reality of our past, then we are going to uh, ice our place out of history. Yeah. We'll lose our identity as the pyramid builders. We'll, you know... We'll, we'll, it'll, but yeah, are you from a risen monkey or a fallen angel? What's your origin? You, you get, you down with that power. You down with that power. And you know what? I can't even praise that. It's like for the, for the bomb. But so that's Kalindi Ie's teaching. The Honorable Kalindi Ie, the brethren out of Detroit. Yes. <laughs> block. Are you a are you from a risen monkey or a fallen angel? So some people might be from risen monkeys. I'm not gonna even get into right. that. You know, your that might be your that might be your uh your arc, your arc of, of yeah. <laughs> that might be but, your arc of dissension. Yeah, but you know what? My DNA resonates with celestial origins. When you talk about serious star system, something gets excited and awakened in my DNA. When you talk about the galactic core, something gets the seventh heaven, something gets excited and awakened in my DNA. So that tells me this is what that that's this is my origins. Right. So let you me know? explain something. These experiences, like I said, in two thousand Lester Lovin gave me the magnetite and he told me to hold it in my hand, and he was like, you know, wish, quote-unquote, you know, wish for what it is that you want. And at that time, in 2000, 
I was just coming into certain levels of consciousness and I was listening to coast to coast AM. I would come home, you know, turn it on one, two, three in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Because that's where the conversation was taking place. It wasn't taking place as much in the community. You know what I'm saying? And the community was only having lectures here and there. You know what I'm saying? Valentine and him and things of that nature. And I wasn't, I, I heard about Delbert Blair, but I didn't have enough material to reference. Then a brother named Robert Small um, put me on to Delbert Blair and put me on to his experiences and Delbert's experiences. Now, this is an elder, and he told me about his contact that he had in, 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 in um, South Carolina when he was a child, changed his life forever. Then he started telling me about Delbert's experiences, and he said, Emphatically, based on his experiences and Delbert's experience, he said both of the people that they saw, because, the, uh, you know, of course, you have motherships, then you have the smaller ships, what they call shams and things of that nature. The he Delbert had physical interactions with people, you know what I'm saying, that came down to this particular plane that were in humanoid form. And the brother, yeah. Robert Smalls, had interaction with a ship that came near him. And he said these brothers were melanated and they had afros. Mm. Okay? And, and, you know, my thing is, people are going to take it how they take it. It's whatever at this point. We're going, because... in. We're going in on all of that, Patrick. Yeah. Are you going to be there Sunday? I'm, I'm still in California, brother. You know what I'm saying? But the Red Pillar be representing for me. So, yeah, I want to I want to finish up and say that, like I said, I was holding the stone, and I'd be in the window like three in the morning. I'd be like, "Yo, if there's something out there, I need to know." You know what I'm saying? Because all of this scratching my head stuff, that's not gonna work for me. You know what I'm saying? I need some some showing and proving, and that's when I started having my experiences. You know what I'm saying? That's when I started having my experiences. So I was like. You know, um, kept it to myself. I shared it with a few people, you know, and they started sharing things with me. There were people around me that, that were seeing shadow people and stuff of that nature. You know, it's just a lot of things that take place, family, you know what I'm saying, that many consider weird and paranormal and things of that nature. But we live in a world that is this is, is very diverse, you know what I'm saying? You've never been to the ocean floor. You have no idea what's on this planet. And you have no idea with where the stuff that's on the ocean floor came from. Because right. that shit is extraterrestrial. And, and before you were captured and, and, and bound in this 3D reality of Babylon, you dealt with these things as a natural part of reality. That's that's yes. that's another that's another side of it. So we want some yeah. of us want to study our our ancient history. Some of us want to live it. And if you go a right. little bit, you got to open yourself up to these other realities, man, because that's how our ancestors were, you know? Yeah, our ancestors didn't question whether Ra's arc of a million years occasionally sailed these ways. The Dogon didn't question if the Koranah traveled back and forth between here and Sirius, you know, terraforming Earth. They they didn't 
ponder on them things. They just accepted it as reality and lived in that reality. We got to watch a William Shatner expose on uh, TV to even feel it's a legitimate topic to talk about. You right. know? And, uh, so, right. Yeah, so. Again, yeah, to fuse what it is that you're talking about and you're presenting, what I'm saying is that my my connection, you know what I'm saying, my connection was enhanced by me coming into contact with certain stones. And then mm -hmm. later on, once I mastered my um, recipe for Seven Heaven for the sea moss, and I started drinking sea moss more frequently, and that became my, my, my diet. You know what I'm saying? I stopped the meat. Yeah. I stopped everything else. And my body totally became mineralized in 2010, 2009. That's when everything else became more frequent and it became a lot more clearer. And then when I, and then later on, when I got my hand on my crystallized liquid minerals, forget about it. That's when the, the direct communication started taking place. So with me, I know that there's a direct correlating connection to mineral content, okay, and the fact that you will be able to pierce the veil. Now, the yeah. fact that what people eat contains no minerals, okay, there's only sure. six minerals left in the quote-unquote, you know, uh, U.S. dot, S dot in, in, the, in the soil of the uh, of United States, whatever you want to call it, whatever that fiction is, Mexican, whatever, right? There's only six minerals left in that particular soil. And the food that we get, and only we got like two or three of them to be truthfully, and then that shit is even compromised by so many factors. So originally, you're talking about getting 92 minerals out. It's down to six. Now we're probably skimming on two. So people don't have the minerals necessary in their body to up those particular frequencies for them to pierce the veil. Right. I got that. But when, I, when I started taking the CMOS, what had the 92 minerals, when I started wearing stones, okay, yeah. and then my spirit would get me up and wake me up and be like, go to the city. And I'd just go to the city and be walking through the city and start bumping into places where they had stones. And I would go and get stones. And then I was, you know, blessed to meet my Jade and Kafunia and other jewelers. And I started wearing the stones and adorning my body with those particular stones and those vibrations. And I had the communications. You feel me? And yeah. I'm still having them, but not as frequently. Because I guess what, what, what they came for, you know what I'm saying? They already came for. And right. the message to me was like this. It was like, look, niggas is too soft down there, okay? They was like, is it going to take for us to show up for, you know, the people to actually make a move on something? It was like, what, what do you need to? But you, the, they the don't cover want is already people. here. If you don't see the cover, it don't mean the cover ain't there. You got the cover. Just make the move. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the problem is not so much in what you see or what you don't see. It's an intrinsic problem with the heart. The people just don't have a heart to make the move. They like mm -hmm. you're being suppressed by people that carry guns. And it's like, do we have to come over there and and show you that you know if we demobilize the people and 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 the cops' guns don't work, then you'll make a move on them? Like, then you'll start popping off? What is it going to fucking take? You're being suppressed by a, a metal, a precious metal, lead. 
You know? Mm. Right, that's what people are they're fearing led. You know, that's that Saturn shit that's going on. So it is is you know I, I applaud you for what you do, man, and I say, you know what I'm saying, push it to the limit, man. Push it to the limit, baby, because our babies need this information because it's going to be more of a reality in their world than it is in their parents' world at this particular time because, you know, there's so many distractions. Well, that at, you know, at some point, you know what I mean, you're not going to be able to ignore it. They're going to come out with glasses where you're going to be able to see it for what it is. It's fine. But, you know, I do want to build on what you were sharing with the listening audience and name some crystals that will okay. help them Let me do awake to the starnation of reality. Let me do two things before you do that. I want yeah. to inform the family because we have five minutes left to the live feed, and I'm sure that we have audience members that would like to share or maybe even ask some questions about what it is that we're saying. So please feel free to call in 347 637 Two one three five. That's three four seven six three seven two one three five. Okay, family. So we will be doing a question and answer segment after the twelve a.m. Uh, mark. But I do want you to continue now, please, brother. Yes, sir. So we'll start by mentioning the meteorite family. Okay, because the meteorites they got those celestial origins, some celestial frequencies, and they help us tune into that celestial plane and the heavenly host. Some very powerful ones to work with. Moldavite Tektite. It's a translucent green meteor. Uh, you know that movie Meteor Man from back in the day, Robert Townsend, brother gets yeah. a green meteor, becomes superhero, helps the community. Some whoever wrote that was probably a brother working with Moldavite and just realizing the power that awakens within us, you know? So that's yes. one, to keep eye, one to keep an eye out for. <clears throat> Another is called the uh, Saharan Gold Tektites. These come out of uh, northern Africa, out of the Sahara region, and uh, they're gold translucent meteorites. The Saharan Gold Tektites and Moldavite Tektites. Moldavite comes out of Moldiva, Russia. That's why it's called Moldavite. But those are a good tag team, that green and gold, you know? Yes. There are uh, black tektites. Those are the rarer tektites. They're going to cost by the gram. You know, they're worth it. Good investment. Uh most common tektite is black tektite coming out of China or Thailand. They're, they're relatively uh, inexpensive. You know, when you think that there's a meteorite that came from heaven, you could probably get a nice piece for like $10, you know? Uh, right. Uh, definitely, you know, that that's... Uh, well, and I'll mention one other. There is a space metal that comes out of Southwest Africa called Gibeon, G-I-B-B-E-O-N. 
very powerful. It's a nickel iron based meteorite. Gibeon? How you spell that? G I B B E O N. Yeah. Now, the space metals, they got that elevating frequency. <clears throat> help us get our head in the heavens. But it's also got a grounding vibe. Help us keep our feet on the ground as well, you know? And Gibeon, yeah, it's, it's you know, really good for that. Ele- elevating and grounding at the same time. So another family of stones helps us with that... Uh, Connection is the feldspar family. So moonstone is a feldspar. Feldspar is a carbon silicate. So it's a silica, you know, some silica, some carbon. Both silica and carbon are hexagonal molecular configurations. So when them two come together, it's like some real Stargate action, you know? And uh, I'm going to get into that a little bit, where those humanoids that the brother saw. Yes. Yeah, they just like us, but they got silica in them. They're silica-based humanoids. We're carbon-based humanoids. There's certain ones the ones who are most connected with humanity, they're actually a blend of the two. They're fully, they they got carbon and silica built into their physical. And so the feldspar minerals are mediums through which they can communicate with. So those feldspar stones, moonstone, labradorite, numite, those those are the key those are the key feldspars, you know? Right. Alright, and uh of course quartz is just a general Amplifier of thought, you know, both in terms of transmission and reception. You know, you think about a, what do they make radios out of in the early? You know, they made them out of quartz crystal because it's yes. able to pick up frequencies, you know. So, uh, you know, we can use quartz in that fashion. Uh, and incorporate quartz with your locks because your hair is your natural antenna, you know. Uh, you can also look for, so now you got to, this, this requires you to study your quartz on a level because each quartz has what's called a central face or a central facet. So you know how when you look at the terminations, There's usually one termination, excuse me, one facet, one face on that termination that's usually bigger, broader, or centrally placed, where you could tell if you're looking at that facet, that 
excuse me, if you're looking at that termination, that facet is like the focus of attention. Can you are you with me on that? Yes. All right. So, a court that has a seven-sided facet as its central face, as its you know prominent face. That's what them would call a channel court or a receiving court. This is good for receiving information from the star nations. If the stone has a triangle as central face transmitter, there's some stones that are called Wait, wait, wait. Can you repeat that? Yeah, no worries. You said if the stone has a triangle face? Right. If the if if the Central facet, if the prominent yes. facet is a triangle, then that's a transmitter crystal. That's a crystal that would be good to send some thought energy. You know? Does that stand only for a quartz or other stones as well? That's a good question. If it's translucent, I would think it would have some transmitting potential. Your denser, more opaque stones might offer resistance. Yeah, what about a pyrite? Yeah, pyrite is dense and opaque. There ain't no light moving through pyrite. Right. So, uh, now pyrite is paramagnetic and we can inform ourselves through the magnetic field as well. Uh, but that isn't, you know, that's more working with your, with your uh, coccyx, sacral chakra, feet, you know, picking up, picking up earth emanations and sixth sense and, Instinctual vibes from the environment, <clears throat> you know. Okay. Yeah, that's how I would kind of see your pyrite. For <clears throat> for this type of works, you want you want the crystal to to be able to be translucent. Okay. And I would even say I would even go as far to say clear. You know, because amethyst might be translucent, but the fact that it's got oxidized iron in the crystal. It might uh, change the frequency a little bit, you know. Yes. Uh, but I was going to mention there's one type of crystal that they call a they call it a it's, it's called a Tao crystal by some people. It's called a Christ consciousness crystal by some folks. But it's it's a crystal that has a seven side. It, 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 you know, every crystal has six sides, six facets, six faces on each termination. So a dial crystal, the facets go seven three seven three seven three. So one facet will be seven sided, 
Next facet will be a triangle. Next facet will be seven-sided. Next side will be a triangle all the way around, you know. So that one stone is a transmitter and a receiver all in one, you know. And it's a good one to work with uh, communion with the star nations. I want to, A, and if folk want to see that, yeah, these star nations are responsive to thought and prayer, have them YouTube Prophet Yahweh calls UFO. You up on Prophet Yahweh? Oh, yes, indeed. Yeah, man. Humble yes, brethren. Yes, indeed. Humble brethren. But oh, he out there fitting with you, right? No, nah, this, nah, this brother's in, I think he's in Arizona. But all this brethren, okay. this brethren hits the car, pose, he puts his arms up in the car, says a humble prayer, and bam, the orbs come. Yes. And Seen it he, on the news. He, yeah, he did it on the news. The reporter came out there to clown him. Thought it was going to be a funny story. Then when the man did it and called the orbs, he had to call his editor back and is like, yeah, can I change my story because I see this thing right here? You know? Hmm. So, uh, those those stones, the meteorites, the Feldspar family, uh, Dow Crystal, there's one more I'm going to mention, and that's watermelon tourmaline. Watermelon tourmaline. Very, what watermelon tourmaline does is helps us have enough love vibration. Because that's another part of the equation. You know, the heavenly host, they, they carry a love frequency. Their heart, you know, their heart is open. They, they don't have the emotional turmoil that we carry. So that emotional turmoil that a lot of t- we carry a lot of times, that blocks the transmission. That's interference. Blocks the transmission, you know, because our heart ain't right. Our heart ain't in the... Our heart ain't where it needs to be. We mad because someone uh, clowned us last week or whatever, you know. We feel our, like all that hurt Queen of Fools say we hold on to, you know. So, uh, mm-hmm. we, we ain't like how mommy and daddy talk to us <laughs> or whatever. We holding all that stuff in our heart. So then, right, right. <clears throat> then we wonder why we can't. I don't blue pill on some old other stuff, talking that he, he can communicate with you. Why you feel that way? Because your heart ain't even open. Your heart ain't even there, you know? Because they're trying to communicate you the same way. But the, the toxic emotions filling your aura up so much, the frequency can't even penetrate, get into your heavens, you know? So the watermelon tourmaline clean up the heart on them levels, bring in the love vibration. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm excited about sharing this information. And one thing this information does do, too, so talking about the heart, if you got any shadow of a doubt, any 
inkling of fear. Yeah, once you see this and you see the powers that are working with us, yeah, we have no reason to be fearing nothing right in this season. You know, this is our time. This is our time where Mother Earth herself, elements of creation, and the heavenly host are all aligning aligning their forces with us. And really they're waiting on us. They're waiting for, you know, it's like uh, when you say someone's helpless, helpless, what does that mean? That they're not in a position to receive help, right? So what do we have to do? We have to put ourselves in a position that we can receive some help. That's one thing those crystals would do, you know. But then also we got to be aware. We got to know what is going on because they are doing so much. And and it really, you can't say it's behind the scenes. That's why I say the heavens are open. They're doing it out in the open. It's just that we're sleeping on it, you know. So, for example, June 7th of 2012, one of the largest uh, visitations occurred. Over It occurred over nine nations. It was observed by millions, filmed by thousands, where the pyramid mothership flew across the heavens, for, across Russia, Armenia, Iran, Lebanon, Palestine, Israel, all these nations, right? And so it had to be covered by the media. It had to be covered because, like I said, this thing was witnessed by millions, videotaped by thousands, and media dismissed it as a failed Russian missile test. Well, let me ask you, Red Pill, Blue Pill, when can Russia shoot a missile over Israel and World War Three not jump off. They'd be at war right now. Right now, brethren. So we just slept on that thing. And when I say we, I'm talking about as a collective humanity. We just took the lie of it was a failed Russian missile event. But no, the star nations had actually given us a crop circle that told them, told us they was going to do this thing on this event and gave us the keys to really unlocking a lot of mysteries about who they are and what they're dealing with in this one event, and we slept on it. As a, right. as a, you know? So, again, we're helpless. They're like, damn, we're trying to help y'all. We're trying to tell you that we're here, who we are, what we're dealing with. Y'all, y'all are asleep, y'all are lunching, y'all not paying attention, you know? So, uh, you know, 
It takes brethren like yourself to yeah. right. Even if your your next brethren don't want to hear about it, yo, you gotta hear about this. I'm gonna challenge you to listen. Yeah, I, I like I said, you know, I, I deal with crystals. I deal with reflexology. I plan to get into this thing, but my ancestors, they stayed on me until I researched this thing thoroughly, and now I see. With a fullness, why? Why we have to inform more people so that we can put ourselves in a position to be helped, get that critical mass of consciousness around this reality, enough people aware of it and the truth of it, not the Hollywood illusion of it, but have enough of us aware of this thing in a fullness, we can reach that critical mass of consciousness. As they say, every one of us, every one of us, because of our DNA and our morphic resonance, how we vibe as a person, we're in resonant frequency with about 12,000 other humans on the planet. Our genetics, our phenotype, our way of being is alike enough Right? Just like you, Red Pill, Blue Pill. I'm sure, Red Pill, you think something, Blue Pill, you say it, right? All day. Right. So we like that with about 12,000 people on the planet, man, whether they are twins or family, you know, direct family or not. There's enough alike with us that we in resonant affinity. So what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling is impacting that one. So we get enough of we aware of certain realities. It impacts the collective consciousness. And I think that's yes. one of the things the Star Nations is like, yeah, y'all, right, that's what they wait, like, come on. You know, y'all got to get with it because, right, you're right, Brethren, the battle is hot. The battle is hot. The things that, like, they are actively engaging armed forces around the world, disarming them. And there was a disclosure project with the U.S. government where they revealed that, that they've been disarming nuclear facilities around the U.S. since the 1960s, you know? And, right, the disclosure wasn't Obama on network TV, but it was uh, retired and current military officials as well as researchers in this phenomena having a press conference at the National Press Club and dropping all the tapes. You know, but again, we slept on it as a collective, you know. We ain't really, because we're looking for Obama. We're looking for Obama to drop the tapes, but Obama ain't going to drop the tapes, you know. He's not going to, it's not his, that's, he's, that's not what his corporate sponsorship got him up there to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, that, that, ain't, know, that ain't the agenda. No, that's not the Obama agenda, you know. So, well, look, brother, uh, let's get to these phone lines. Um, yeah, man. we got these hands up. All right. In the building. 
Definitely want to make sure that we get everybody through the channels. True. You know what I'm saying? All right. Okay, give me one second. All right, now let's go to um, caller from the 205. 205. All right, caller from the 205553. Caller. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. What's up, family? Peace, family. Love. Love. Shango Freeman, man. My tuning in. I kind of um, text Red Pill about the show tonight. And I think it's like my first time. Checking out, checking out the live KTL broadcast, man. Y'all going in? No doubt. Good thanks, brother. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Um, I see everybody yeah, talking about the mountain. You have any issues down there in Alabama? Man, it's crazy down here, man. Like they don't, they don't want us. They don't want us down here, man. They don't, they don't, they don't want us down here. It's very spiritual. Uh, I just wanted to share something with y'all. If y'all familiar with uh, something that was written by the uh by the government it's called out uh, the king alfred provision uh i'm gonna try to get a link of that up if i can uh they they know this is back in the 60s the government's kind of like a cointel pro rico kind of thing where they was out you know uh sabotaging um uh, our conscious communities back in the 60s and 70s they actually dropped bombs in philadelphia yada 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 uh you know right before they introduced the uh the hardcore drugs and music and you know, and started their covert operations. Um, King Alfred wasn't to come out, but you know, due to the FOIA or the Freedom of Information Act, uh, some some of the uh, guidelines of the King Alfred um, provisions came out, and um, it was really to concentrate on the spiritual centers in the southeast of America, which is, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. And I heard y'all talking about Dr. York, and a lot of people don't understand his move from New York down to uh, Georgia. But uh, that was that was real powerful. He didn't stay down here for ten years until they, you know, until they came down on him. So, man, it's 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 such a powerful spot down here, man. And nine times out of ten, if you get to asking about, you know, like I ain't gonna say everybody, but a lot of people, you know, do their genealogy thing. They got somebody down here. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to share that, man, let y'all know, man, if y'all could ever swing through Alabama, man, look me up, you know, we could link up, man, and it's 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 down here, but, you know, they they don't really grasp it down here, you know, it's like barbecue, fried fish and chicken, you know, and, and Baptist, apostolic, you know, it's real thick down here, man, it's like real, real thick, so yeah, I know. y'all come down here. I, I smoked through there before, you know what I'm saying, but, uh, you know, we'll definitely be back. You know what I'm saying? It will raise the vibrations. Um, you know, that's 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 mound country, all of them parts there. That's right. Now that's that, right. you know, underneath your feet, that's where all that mineral is at. You know, Tennessee mm. is, is where the copper is and, and you know, I'm sure that Alabama has some heavy deposits of of all kind of minerals as well. So that, that land is mineral rich, man. Yeah, yeah. My my partner uh Kanum, he uh, he does some designs and, and jewelry, things like that up yeah. there in the Bronx. Yeah. It's my partner. Uh, you know my family? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he from Absolutely. down here, man. That's my peeps, man. So, I know. Yeah. I so, know we you know. we have him down when he got up here to do his thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I have to Kanum. 
Yeah, yeah, that's and, um, Yeah, he, he matter of fact, he's the one that telling me about the uh the gemstone shows and all of that. They come they come through there real heavy through Alabama, Tennessee and all them parts. So you know, keep your ear to the ground for that as well. Let us know when that's taking place. Yeah, yeah. Straight up October October twenty first, um, is when they kick off the Native American festival. And it's sad it's sad not to see, you know, um more people of color, but you know, um, just to say, you know, because uh, cause, you know, being that we're the one that a lot of these covert operations are being carried out on, you know, people people of color, and um, you know, the progenitive type, you know, I, I don't want to get into, you know, who's who, you know, but the 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 progenitive type, you know, people who are having babies, you know what I mean? Because that's that's really what they want to cut off, man. Because down here, like everybody, grandma down here got like thirteen, fourteen kids, fifteen children, you know, and. These, these girls down here, man, they have one or two babies, and they get their tools tied up, man. And, you know, it's so sad, man. It's just yeah. so sad, man. Hey. You know what I mean? But that, that that's what it is, man. Um, These vibrations, these raisins. So the more we can get y'all down here, man, anybody, anybody conscious, like you get treated like a god down here because they thirsty down here. But, you know, our people, we like show me, show me kind of people anyway. You know, like show me what you talking about. Don't just talk it. Let me see somebody that's living it and breathing it. And when, and when, you know, when, when, when devout brothers who've been doing it for a while, like, like I'm kind of new to the knowledge. I, I just been on it since like 2002 is when I, you know, got the reading and traveling and and you know getting into the stones and etymology, genealogy, all the ologies and isms that's out there. You know. Astrology, the galactical sciences. You know, I've been I've been on it now since like 2002. But even before that, I, I was doing the religion thing. I come from a line of preachers and teachers. You know, and You're a decade in. Yeah, decade in, man. I'm a decade yeah, in. You ain't new to it. Yeah, you ain't new to it. You part of the quickening, so you part of the age that when you came in, information was speeding up. The information was coming. Photon rays that, that like Valentine talks about the um the light the light rays that were coming told, you know what I'm yeah. saying yeah they were they were hitting you at paces you know what I mean and then you came up and then you graduated into the internet age as that began to rise up so you know you 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 know you considered uh, a master student at this point so you know like I, I tell all of the brethrens. That, that are living in these different towns, you know, like, um, I don't know if you heard, we did a show where we brought on the origins of the metaphysical community, the metaphysical underground, not the community, but the metaphysical underground where Black Dot and a few other brothers came on and spoke about the origins of how they, you know, helped resurrect the lecture circuit, which brought out Bobby and Phil, which, you know, kind of like helped spark this underground movement that we see growing today, and I and and just listening to their humble beginnings, you could actually place yourself in the picture and be like, "Yo, all it just takes for me to get this thing going is to get an A alike who sees alike. We come together, we make one little thing happen, and you'll be so surprised." Like the brother on, on Ross Ben is talking about, the ancestors are actually moving the pieces. They're aiding and and they're putting people together. People on on the same frequencies, they're they're bringing them together, they're they're opening up doors, 
and these things will begin to evolve, you know what I mean? Because I'm telling you, the best thing that we got going for ourselves right now is the networks that we all have in these different territories. This is actually distribution. This is this, this is the things that these, you know, record labels and everything bank off of because they got links to all of the mom and pops and they got links to all of the, you know, Best Buys and all of these Kmarts and stuff like that. We need to start building our network state to state so we could easily travel through these areas and, and shine this light, shine this knowledge. Ross Ben could be on the road for months just teaching. Ross Ben need to be on the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, yo, I'm so sincere. You do. You need to be everywhere with that lecture that you got, uh, that, that Rocks for Asia right. and also the one that you coming to do. Like, whatever I can do to get you, because everybody needs to hear that. Yes, sir. They need to see it. They need to see that. So, you know, we're working, man. We're working. Uh, you know, we behind the scenes making things happen. But um, definitely, we love it, Alabama, that whole area right there. Hopefully, you can make it to the Savior event in June. We're going to bring him to Atlanta, and um, we could definitely politic from that point. Sounds sounds like a plan. Sounds good. Well. Shout out to Canoe. I think he's listening to the show too. Him and his queen. I just saw him on Wednesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he, you know, and I'm sure that he could facilitate some things for the Alabama family while he's in New York. Oh yeah, he got mad respect down here. Him and him and his queen. Him and his mate Nefron, man. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah, she loves she loves Alabama from what I heard. Yes, she does. Yeah. That's that southern hospitality. Hey, that's what's up, man. Y'all, y'all more than welcome down here, man. Y'all, y'all be welcome with open arms. I'll call all my peoples. We'll lay out the food. Any of y'all, everybody listening, everybody listening, man. Y'all come to Alabama, man. It's, it's all love, man. Straight up. And we need y'all, yeah. man. Thank, thank y'all for this show, man. Thank y'all for for traveling and and doing what y'all do, man. Just thank y'all for being y'all, man. That's all. Yeah, thanks, brother. Appreciate you, too, brother. Peace. Peace. Okay, let's go to a caller from 646, 646 264 646 caller. Peace. Peace, peace, Sam. You get me? Yes, sir. Yeah, I just want to applaud y'all for even speaking on that subject. Because a lot of people are, you know, they're hesitant in terms of speaking on that subject. No doubt. But, but um... Some things that the, the last caller affirmed for me, I I really I don't I don't want to speak it on the phone, but um, but back in I think it was ninety seven ninety eight, I experienced something similar to what you experienced for seeing a a star that moves, you know, at right. with 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 thought, you know what I'm saying? But that to me, basically is like your experience is communicating with living gods. You know, uh, it's, you're communicating with something, you're seeing something that's that's not just supernatural or belief. It's something that you actually experience yourself. You know, and it's not something somebody had to tell you and then you believe it. But for people who don't experience that, a lot of them is iffy with it, may laugh at it, may mock it. You know what I'm saying? But um, absolutely. But um, you, you went for a ride, brother. You know, you're in for a ride. 
in, in terms of just seeing it, but having that ability to communicate with it, the more, like, with time, like, 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 like years as years pass, you're going to see more things, you know, or you're going to experience more things. You know what I'm saying? I, I say that. You experience more things. Less than Indeed. just seeing things, you're going to experience things. And Indeed. it's weird that now, 16 years later, I'm hearing other brothers speak on it. Because before when I used to speak on it, they were like, oh, he nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even in, in the conscious community or different spiritual circles, they all exactly. nuts. Exactly. Especially in the conscious community. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, my knuckle yeah, draggers, they'd be a little more receptive to it because they wouldn't question what I say. Mm-hmm. But my own people within this community, they'd be the ones that'd be like, Oh, this nigga bugger, you drinking too much seven heaven. I'm like, I'm like, how can you y'all study this? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the ones that's receptive. And they, they don't be the ones. You know what I'm saying? But that's the story of life. The ones that you think that's on it, that's not the ones that be on it. You know they say many are called, few are chosen. Yes. And sometimes when you speak those things, sometimes people look at you, oh, you think you somebody, or, oh, oh you, you, or, you know, they look at you different. Oh, you know? yeah, that's what it was. My thing was like, you keep calling yourself, you know what I'm saying, we in a community where people are, are very cool with, you know, citing um, 120 and calling themselves God bodies and what have you, but let your ass do something supernatural around somebody. Sure. See how quick they mock you up for a fucking public lynching. Your mm-hmm. ass gonna be sent to the building before you know it, and it'll be a conscious nigga to call you in. Mm-hmm. Let you do something that somebody else can't do. Mm-hmm. And see how quick you get earmarked for extermination. I, I had a, I had a friend. I, I had a friend, a close friend, and I told him he didn't believe me. So we was riding our bikes, we like 17, 18. We rode up. I live in Brooklyn, so we went to the pier. We went on the pier, everybody was fishing. And I saw it. And I was like, yo, that's not a star, bro. He said, yeah, I told my moms, you know, you bugging, yeah, yeah, whatever, right? So we rode to the other side of the pier. There was a fisherman sitting there fishing. And, I, and, and, you know, because you got that connection, you feel it in your being when you're looking at it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you look at it, and you, I'm like, yo, son, look at that. That's not a star. Yo, the joint disappeared, reappeared, and did like a spiral. And I was like, yo, son, no, 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 no. He looking, the fisherman looking. The fisherman looked back. He said, it was an old man. He said, whatever y'all, whatever y'all believe in, keep your faith. Uh, when he saw that. Mm. A little while later, like like how you say when you're doing your meditation, your your, your prayers, you're gonna see more. You see, bees don't talk to ants. Bees talk to bees. Communicate with bees. You know, your ancestors that you connected with, they communicate with you. That's why you're able to talk to, speak to it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, intuitively. You know. Yes. Yes. So a lot of times you have. Even even here, you're gonna have distractions and obstacles, and also you. For some reason, maybe it's just me thinking that, but I feel that once you start communicating on that level, 
you're on some form of radar. You know what I'm saying? You you like you know you 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 notice different things. And also, you could you could you could sense subtleties in people. You know, you're starting to yeah. develop. It's it's you know, we used to uh, we used to go out where we would have clear communications with it. We would go to the Obelisk in Central Park. And um, this way, I would bring a lot of my my contemporaries, you know what I'm saying, um, Red Pill included. And you know, this is where I would show them, you know what I'm saying, how to have those direct connections. And um, they always would send out this this plane that had these red lights on it. First, they were sending out helicopters. It used to be this helicopter, and I I, I wish. I wish some of the veterans that was on this journey would be was on the phone. But they would tell you how you would be going in, right? Because the thing about the obelisk is that the obelisk is made out of um it's made out of uh damn, what was the commission building granite, with? Granite, huh? marble. Yeah, granite. granite. It's, it's, it's sitting on limestone and it's built out of granite, which resembles it's the most resemblance to our bone structure. So when you're meditating on it and you got your hands on it, it's it's sending your thought. It's it's tachyon energy. So it's sending it's sending your 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 you know your thought process through the multiverse quicker than the speed of the cosmos. Thought. It's like yeah, mm-hmm. through the cosmos. It's just at a and quantum it's a speed. It's a phallic symbol. Yeah. So we was beaming up, and you know, ready to tell you all sorts of things. We start. Manifesting, you know what I'm saying? You were really, and the ships used to perform geometric geometric patterns. So that showed yep. me the math and the language of the universe because they were all from geometric patterns, you know what I'm saying? And then, and was, and then the helicopter had, right? The helicopter had the missile on the side of it, right? Right, Red? Yeah, and it had a thermal thing on it. It had a thermal read on the front. It had a missile on the side. It popped up even when we was doing, we did the video at the Obelisk for um for the secret, that's for the super hey rules. So the, yeah, the family can even see it in that video. Whatever we formed around the Obelisk, they would send their units out. And then when mm-hmm. the ships started coming, then they would send this plane out that had these red lights, which, of course, that was they sonar and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So what they yeah, what they did is they cut down all of the trees that were surrounding the obelisk because, you know, we used to burn down Babylon. We would have poetry and um, you know, we would recite lyrics and stuff like that because the Tekken is like a microphone. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it it would reverberate into the cosmos. So what they did is they cut all of the trees down. It was like because we would go late at night. And in Central Park, you can't be in the, you know, you're not supposed to be in the park past a certain amount of time. So the trees were actually got block us from the, um, there's a there's a uh, um, a street like a roadway where the pol- where the paddy wagons and um, you know the the police the policy officers would drive down, but with the trees and everything, they'd never be able to see us. Mm. But um, after we began going in and the helicopters kept coming out, the trees were gone. You know, they would interrupt us after a while. They would, you know, try to, you know, disrupt our, um, our, our demonstration. We would keep going. Like, we would keep it moving. Like, we wouldn't really stop with them. 
But yeah, that was um that over. I was just telling Kiko about that the other day that uh those experiences we were doing on new moons and full moons that was our ritual. You know what I mean? Spoken mm-hmm. words. And um that was a very that was that was that was almost when we were initiating ourselves into where we at right now into the community. So it was it was powerful. We did that for about three years. Mm, that's deep. So that means that if the obelisk, like you said, is composed of particles that's similar to the particles that's within us. I mean that that's our way of extending ourselves. Right? Yes. Our our bones are crystals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Our and bones are that, crystals. Exactly, and that obelisk is known as Cleopatra's Needle, which was directly out of Kemet. That was taken out of Kemet and placed right there behind the Metropolitan Museum in Central Park. So the energy and the memories that the ancestors embossed upon it was still engraved in in, in that piece of stone. You could feel it. It let mm-hmm. off. It was. It let temperatures. It would emit a certain kind of temperature on different sides of it. But you could feel it. And, and yeah. beings like you can also feel it. But some people are numb to it. Either something going on inside that, of them. Yeah. We, we would bring people along who weren't vibrating on certain frequencies, and they just it just wasn't their time. And it was almost like the the obelisk was the telltale sign. You know, you you get it. You know, you come to the obi and get initiated. Like if you couldn't really tap in, and it was like, okay, well, you know, here's this Dr. Seuss book. You start on that. You know what I mean? Green eggs and hair and holla at us. <laughs> holla at us next, <laughs> next millennium. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, I noticed something about some helicopters too. Like when in the summertime. If you if you like you're doing your meditation, your breathing, and you, you magnify, you know your, your subtle body to where it's like your body disappears. You know, you're doing your prayers and your communion. Then the helicopters will come. As if they got either satellites outside, satellites or something watching that could, that could those, pick up those, those satellites are able to pick up different thermal um, readings and things of that nature, and they will send the units out ASAP to get a closer thermal reading or just, you know, an, eye, an eyewitness account of what's going on. It's so that's, you know, yeah, that's, that's how scared they are of consciousness, real consciousness, like, you know, piercing the veil consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just, I just wish that people would just stop treating it like it's folly at this point. Well, we why don't would have even, to be in the predicament that we're in. Why would you know they what I'm even, saying? Why would they even fear uh, uh, people who, according to them, they only use 10% of their brain? You know what I'm saying? If, if they're using such a small percentage of brain power and you could use more, why would you even worry about, like, their little pellets that they be throwing, their little stones? They call them bullets, you know? But you have the capabilities of creating greater technology, greater, yes. you, know, you know what I'm saying, by utilizing higher portions of the brain. But the heart and the lower chakras of your being have to cooperate. You have to, put your polarity you have to be balanced. That's what you I know? said, brother. I said the communication told me that it's like, look, Y'all got this. 
They said it's a matter of the heart. That's what's going on with your people. It's a matter of the heart. They don't have the heart to step out with faith. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just let it all out. We got you. You got to step out. We can't do it for you. Mm-hmm. Well, this is going to be their victory. And that's not what this thing was set up for. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. I'll say one more thing. One thing I remember, I was young, I was like 17, and it came on the news, my my, my brother-in-law. Mind you, I, I was sleeping, and that's when I started having, you know, my out-of-body experience, right? So I was sleeping, and I heard something on the news. I wasn't really sleeping. Like, I knew it was on the news. He came and he said, yeah, you saw that on the news? And I said, what? He said, them books and stuff you be reading, man. And I said, oh, you, you. I said, yo, I ain't even want to tell him what happened. But on the news, it was, um, they had put, I think, I think, uh, 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 um, Ray was in Georgia, and they put him on the news, and he had a statement on the news. And he said, they coming, and you best to be prepared. You see? A lot of times, I feel that our people should be not, not kind of happy because we're really not prepared. We're really not in tune, you know? And certain emotions like fear, you know, fear could cripple you, you know, especially things that you've never seen before, you know? And I think that people need to really start, like how you saying, like with, like with you and know the ledge and a lot of the conscious circuits to help and prepare people. People have to delve deep into it sincerely, you know, activate, like you said, the heart chakra and control their root chakras, open their mind, you know what I'm saying, start to digest the information and start to be able to utilize their, their full potential so that if our descendants, right, say, say things that those who doubt, if descendants do descend, by then when they descend, now you say, all right, now I believe, now I know, but you ain't prepared. You know what I'm saying? It don't mean to believe in them, but to utilize the information that's already here. You know what I'm saying? And, and activate your full potential and, 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 and really go into that meditation, cut up all the desires. And, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean stop working and building. You know what I'm saying? But knowing the most important asset. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. Well, we want to say thank you, brother. No doubt. And for your bravery and your testimony. No doubt. Peace, God. Drop a ball for the God, man. Oh, indeed. Yes, sure. All right, peace. Peace, man. Peace. Yes, sir. Okay. Let us get... The sister on. With no further ado, call up from the tree four seven nine seven two. Peace. Peace and blessings. Peace and prosperity. Peace and enlightenment. Yes. This, this is a program that is phenomenal. I have just been sitting forward listening to the different um, illustrations and, and experiences that the brothers and sisters who have experienced the fact that we are 
in space. <laughs> we are a planet among other planets, among other omniverses, universes, multiverses, and we are not the center of the universe as we have been taught. So when I hear this, like when Ross Ben was speaking on, when you hear about the stars and you get excited and, 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 and you hear about Sirius and, and the doggone people and, you know, you feel a certain resonance because I know for, for my own self, when I do have the opportunity to watch um, the programming on the television, I'm always searching within the film section of films that talk about these multi-dimensions uh, and, 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 you know, the star nebulas, and I, I get so excited about that, just as well as I get excited about the thunder and lightning that is, is around, I mean, the elements, but what I am most grateful for is the opportunity to meet, you know, uh, the family of Nova Ledge and all the students in the, the classroom, and also uh, Queen Afua and her uh, vibrational frequency because you do have to clean up your body in order to see and feel what is going on around you. And you have to know that it is a design plan to keep you distracted to what is going on in this universe, omniverse, this space that we're living in. We're on a planet, a living planet, a rock, a crystal. <laughs> and so I just thank uh, to Brother Ross Ben for coming up to New York and sharing uh, the information uh, that before and beyond the turn of the century, the indigenous people of the earth have shared their knowledge of the, uh, the serious star system via the Dabon people and other enlightened beings from Kemet, now known as Egypt. And we know that the information was seldom shared to the modern indigenous people in the West, uh, mm. i.e. Um, uh, hello? Yes. Yes. Yes, sir. I.e. the United States of America, uh, the enlightened ones have known about ET's UFOs and most of all, the return of the pyramid mothership. So I am happy to be a part of something wonderful uh, as, you know, the founder of uh, Raw Therapy Marie, myself, um, you know, uh, Crystals for Everyday Living, and Ross Ben, who is a bestseller author, 
of the Rock of Ages, the new edition, and Black to the Roots, will be presenting the return of the Star Nation, The Heavens Are Open. It will be a conversation and a slide presentation of what the ancient prophecies have spoken and are not and, and are speaking now. So I, I'm excited and I want people to just fasten their seatbelts and come with an open heart and mind. And most of all come with love. We're gonna have live drumming, you know, open drum vibration and, and, and uh sound frequency, uh, crystal bowl meditation to get everyone lined up with what Brother Rossman is going to be bringing. And for me, I love the doggone people. Oh, my God, I just love them. Every time I see the ceremonies and, and, and everything, I'm just so connected with that energy. But I thank you, uh, Nodalette University, Red Pill and Blue Pill, for doing the extraordinary work and not just talking about it, but being about it and waking those who want to wake up. And those who want to wake up, fine. And those who don't want to, we'll see you on the next go-round. You understand? (laughs) But I thank you a, 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 a thousand million times for Thank you. Uh, yeah, for for being here for us because this is a university, this is a classroom, this is knowledge that we can use in real time and applicable. It's not some very airy um, situation that does not exist. Take off your iPod headphones for a minute, turn off the TV, turn off your cell phone, and just. Mm. It just sit within nature mm-hmm. so you can connect with the Earth Mother, who is a living crystal, a rock. <laughs> yep. You know, like 30%. Mm-hmm. Of- Thank you. 40%. Of- can you please, um, yes, give them the, uh, the address, the locale of where. The address is 444 Atlantic Avenue, two and a half That's blocks down. Yeah, 444 Atlantic Avenue between Bond and Nevin Street. All the trains go there. It's at the Palace. We're going to be meeting at the Palace. Cleo's. Cleo, Cleopatra Palace. And when you come to this place, you will be transformed because all of the energy elements of ancient Kemet are there. So you will be transformed. I thank you. If you need further information, you can check us out on Facebook. a Facebook uh, event on uh, April 14th. The doors are at 3. We have our mix and mingle so we can talk. There's going to be a few vendors there so you can interact with with them. And Ross Ben will be there with his book, his phenomenal crystals. And I think you have some media rights, correct? 
I might have one or two. I might have one or two. And 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 I know you're gonna have that aura light. <laughs> you got the aura light. Oh man! Yes. Twenty twenty three different crystals within that one body. Wow. Yeah. And we will we will have the information there if you're interested in having an aura light. That is a must have crystal yeah. as well. Because all the elements that you were speaking yeah. of, Ross Ben, are in those crystals. On that note, I'm going to be quiet. And, you know, people can go to uh, RossBen.net, correct? RossBen.com. Uh, RossBen.com for more information for April 14th event. Or if you would like to phone me for additional information or email, is preferable. I am at Kafunya, K-U-F as in friendship, U-N-Y-A at AOL.com, 347-972-0901. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I, I love you, uh, Red Pill and Blue Pill. For real. I mean, I have tears. Oh, thank you. you know, I love you too, really I really, really, really appreciate love what you're doing, and I understand what you're doing, and you're giving the information for transformation. Wake mm. up. The time is now, and I thank you. Peace and blessings. Namaste. Hotel. Namaste. and all good words. For transformation. The power is in the tongue. Are we going to rise up or are we going to stand down? It's your turn. Uh. Mm. Yes, Mama That's Love. Too good, right? Yes, indeed. That's a yes. t shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give thanks, yeah. Kapunya. Peace. Peace and blessings, my brothers. Peace. Yes, Lord. Brother Rosbeth, we have four minutes left. Would you like to um, take one more caller, or do you have any parting words that you want to leave the uh, family with? Hey, I just want to say uh, that, uh, you know, once again, I am really excited about the opportunity to share this information. And, uh Yeah, I encourage the people to come see this thing because it's not going to be a lot of me talking. Most of what you're going to see is, uh, you know, live, raw, unaltered footage that people have been able to capture, you know, because, right, we've talked, we've heard how different ones are saying, yeah, once, once I've seen it with my own eyes, it transformed me. But when someone captures that event, it then becomes a shared experience, you know? That we can watch this thing collectively and, you know, awaken our heavens to this reality collectively. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing it with uh, the New York community, the ones here in Philly that have you know, everyone that's seen it down on this side, I feel it's inspired. And uh, yes. I think it's going to do more of the same. So 
I want to thank Sister Kafunia for even opening up that possibility. You know, I I really feel it's a divine blessing to have had her become a part of my life, and you know, I look forward to doing a lot of works with her because I just love her spirit more than anything else. You know, just being yes. in her presence. Uh, yes, yes, pure bliss. Yes, I. That's right, because I even met y'all through her. You know, yep. and I, I, count, I count that as a true blessing, you know. So that's that's really my message. And I thank y'all for the opportunity to help promote 